Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vvim vim or it, its, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the voice of Night Vale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm in hell. <laughs> Don't bother following him anywhere. I'm almost done the semester. You can do it. Um, you can follow, you the, can follow show the show on Tumblr, Twitter, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. All right, fine. Today we are talking about the finale of the finale. season seven, episodes Woo! twenty-one to twenty-three. Uh, content warnings for these episodes will include. Content warnings for this episode include all the stuff to do with honey casts. So. Uh, sanism, everything that you would expect having a neurotypical person writing a quote-unquote crazy person, but less bad, surprisingly. Anyway, uh, the usual Leviathan content warnings, cannibalism, and corrosion. Kidnapping, mention of a concentration camp, allusion to familial homophobia, implied pedophilia, possession, fatphobia, lethal injections, the death penalty, and eugenics. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our Xbox on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. You can also send any questions or comments to uh, those locations. If you're e emailing us, be sure to include Castiel somewhere in the subject heading. I, li so I like the idea of people writing Castiel like people write re. <laughs> like yes. Castiel, colon, <laughs> the rest of the subject heading. So true. So true. I know we have All right. Why can't I find it? Um, it's not in the feedback channel. I Someone, you posted it in the place. editing channel for some reason. Oh, that was a fuck up. Oh, what Thanks. the fuck? Why? Okay. Uh, uh, but, but we have something else to talk about. Yeah, so <laughs> Wyatt, um, Misha Collins. Uh -huh. Do you, do you remember <laughs> do you do? last do do? year? Can you believe it was last do do year? Do you remember time? last year when Misha Collins was briefly bisexual? Of course. Ash made an absolutely incredible TikTok that I will That's never so forget. That's so true. Um. So during those 72 hours, or at some point during that fiasco, um, just to recap, in case you've somehow, not you, Wyatt, in case our listeners have somehow forgotten uh -huh. the glorious 72 I mean, hours of sexuality. I mean, for the recap, you should, just watch, you should just watch the TikTok. Just watch perfect. the TikTok. Yeah. It's on our, it's on our uh, Tumblr. Don't watch it on TikTok because it's been muted. Oh, uh -huh. damn. So um, at a con, Misha was like, how many of you are right-handed? How many of you are left-handed? How many of you are bisexual? It's Editor Wyatt here. Emma wanted me to correct them about the fact that Misha Collins asked about people being introverted or extroverted, not right-handed or left-handed. Editorializing Emma affectionately, who gives a shit, but... Here it is. Um, which is completely not the word for that. <laughs> and then somebody was like, what about you? And he went, I'm all three. Nobody made him say that. Uh, and then he just let that sit there for 72 hours while there were like articles about his coming out. And like the sand um, was like, oh, yeah, he's an out queer man, etc. It was really funny. Um, uh -huh. It was like, good. We were all so proud of him. Uh -huh. And then after that weekend, he, t he did a five tweet thread about like, so sorry to mislead everybody. I misspoke. I'm not by sexual i am heterosexual um i am this fiercest ally whatever um so apparently this weekend uh which is 4 15 for everyone listening to it in the future um he brought that up at a con 
because he made another stupid fucking joke. This man does not uh-huh. know how to talk. So man he said something about up. how like he sleeps on both sides. Um, like he goes both ways on his back or his side or whatever. Like, uh, I don't know, whatever. that part isn't in the video I saw, but I know that that's the context. Um, and so of course that was a natural segue into talking about the other time he accidentally implied he was bisexual. Um, and <laughs> apparently, joke about it now. apparently at some point I, it's unclear from the phrasing, whether it was already after he had done his reverse tweets or before that, but, um, WB asked him if he could just go with it. What? <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. They wanted Misha Collins to pretend to be bisexual. Wow. This is kind of just like just for the rest um, of his life, just like do it for yeah. us. This is kind of like are are you guys aware of the phenomena of of uh quote unquote pretendians in academia? E- no. Vaguely, yes. There there's been several uh uh high um profile uh, callings out of like academics and professors pretending to be Native American uh, mm-hmm. for I don't know for clout I guess for for particular like uh, uh, academic credentials etc. Um, and uh, this feels like that, but for queerness, <laughs> like this uh, for for our very specific thing. Most people in their general lives would not want to be part of a marginalized identity that otherwise would cause them like harm or trauma etc like the the it is not that it's obviously not that it's bad to be queer native american but like there's no real reason to pretend to be that if you're not because you're not it's not like you're it's not like you're gaining anything really Except yeah, for the so fact in, that in, the, in these um, two specific situations, yeah, exactly. you are. Um, in the video, it's, it's I, for I believe he's I joking guess. here. I don't think that WB actually said this. Also, I think oh, it's funny Elizabeth that we're Warren all talking did about this, w- right. No, no, hold that, on. That was the sorry. the part that, that I haven't most... gotten to. That's true. Um, the that WB. The I'm con- I'm concerned. Not concerned. I'm um interested. I'm intrigued by which real human being said those words to him. <laughs> like, was there a meeting about uh-huh. this? I want to see was every fucking yeah. email. Like, anyway, I- WB quote unquote said, um, according to Misha, he's like doing a little WV voice, um, and he goes, "It's just it'll be better for the show if you." <laughs> which I think he was joking about that part. I don't think that's a reasonable thing for them to have actually said. But God, who knows? The show had been over for two years. Yeah. Two years, and they were like, we're never going to get buddy. out from this Destiel homophobia cloud, but if you're bisexual, we could ride that. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. They're like, we'll make God bisexual. We'll make fucking... Misha Collins I don't even, be bisexual. We'll make Misha Collins bisexual, but we will not make Dean Winchester bisexual. Fuck you. It's so funny. Incredible. I had to interrupt my... Because my, my boyfriend had friends over playing games last night. I had to interrupt him to be like, Misha Collins is saying things again. <laughs> <sighs> I hope well. they never stop doing this sort of shit. It's, it's, in, it's enrichment in my enclosure. It's so fucking funny. I hope in 45 years when they're doing their whatever year reunions, um, 48th reunion or whatever, I hope, I hope every single year is like this. Mm-hmm. I hope that the I hope the supernatural actors just do not stop giving us things. I hope Jared accidentally puts pronouns in his Twitter bio. <laughs> uh okay, so 
We also have like, an this, ask. This kind of thing doesn't happen to other people. Misha Collins no. is just like that. Anyway, we have an ask. Yeah. Um, speak, <laughs> speaking of, um, from Anonymous, it says, Approaching Season 8 and Supernatural's first online peak, I was wondering if you guys would cover Supernatural fandom moments as they hit the timeline too. Misha Apocalypse, etc. I'm a listener who's never seen Supernatural. What you guys do is a public service. But it occurred to me that your different levels of fandom make for the perfect environment to try to explain what was in the water at the time. I'm just saying, Wyatt weaponizing his PhD for a okay. literary review of Twist and Shout would be a hell of a bonus pause. episode. We need to pause. I'm not a PhD student. <laughs> I don't believe, I believe I specified at some point that I am doing a master's degree in library and information studies. I'm not doing a PhD. I would never, ever do a PhD. I need to get out of academia as soon as possible. I hate it here. I might do a PhD. Hair talk. Yeah. Then you'll be the doctor. Then we have to always refer oh to God. you as Dr. Doctor Emma. Emma. That being but, said, uh, why no, I, I don't so even have... Do you, why do you know what Twist and Shout is? Uh, It's like... I don't know. There's a lot of sex in it. That's all I know. That's only from what I said. So, okay. <laughs> so as an old-time fan, this is my territory. Um, <laughs> it's like a BDSM thing, right? Because Twist and Shout, no. that's the joke. No? No. Okay. No. Okay, so Twist and Shout was infamous in the Supernatural fandom. It was like the heart-wrenching Desti Elphick circa like 2014. Mm. Think of what Down to Abincourt is to the modern Supernatural fans. Okay. Except make that in the 50s and add, like, terminal illness. Okay. I don't know if there's sex in Down to Abincourt, but there's sex in Twist and Shout. I'm 100% sure there's sex in Down to Abincourt. There better and be. That, that one's another one I refuse to read. No, uh, no shade to the people who do read it. I cannot commit to a million words. I'm so sorry. It's you can only commit to writing oh, a, mil right. a million Down to Agincourt is over a million words, this. and it's a work in progress. Twist and we Shout is 97,000 words. Yeah. So okay, Twist that's a novel. Yeah. So I can't tell you the exact um, plot because I never read it. I got through the first three chapters, which were almost entirely porn. Didn't even get to whatever sad shit. But I think somebody goes off to war. I can just and tell you they... the, um, the synopsis from AO3. It's still oh, yeah, marked as go. incomplete, by the way. It's 12 chapters out of question mark. This is um, why I don't read... <laughs> no, it's not it's not the only reason I don't read fanfic, but Yeah, anyway, Twist and Shout. What um content warnings for graphic depictions of violence and major character death. What begins as a transforming love between Dean Winchester and Castiel Novak in the summer of nineteen sixty five quickly derails into something far more tumultuous when Dean is drafted in the Vietnam War. Though the two both voice their relationship as one where saying goodbye is never a real truth, their story becomes fraught with the tragedy of circumstance. In an era where homosexuality was especially vulnerable, Twist and Shout is the story of the love transcending time, returning over and over in its many forms as faithful as the sea. I'm pretty sure this is the one where one of them gets AIDS. Yeah. No, like, it's it's AIDS or cancer or some kind of terminal illness. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so it was infamous because it was like, you know, you, you twist and shout broke me or whatever, you know? Well, and the funny thing is, this is how I know that I've been in this fandom for goddamn too long. I made a Supernatural U quiz, and one of the questions was... Have you ever heard of Twist and Shout? And the overwhelming majority of respondents said, no, what in the goddamn hell are you talking about? And I felt <gasps> fucking ancient. I felt That's 80 years mean. old. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, it was originally yeah. posted in 2012, um, most recently updated in 2014. 
Yeah. Rip. It was very, it was a big deal. Know your fucking herstory. <laughs> yeah. For a period of time, it was the most kudos to M slash M fic on AO3. Wow. Good lord. And then fucking Voltron took it down. Having <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> such a good time on this wiki page. There's a wiki page? Yeah, I'm dropping it in the ring in the refs. Oh, fan lore. Perfect. Excellent. Anyway, Wyatt, um, I am looking forward to your literary review of Twist and Shout. Not doing that. <laughs> if you paid me, I'd do it. You heard I'll it do anything first, for guys. money. Patreon. We don't even have a pay. We don't have because the taxes. It was too annoying. There's to no even way for bother. you to pay us, so I guess there's... there's no way for you to force us to. Read I mean, you could wire me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wyatt, drop your Venmo. <laughs> uh, I'm not making people pay me to read Twist and Shout. <laughs> God, bitches used to do that shit for free. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so <laughs> to the ask, um. We're going to be here for a while, guys. I hope that... Uh-huh. Uh, this is going to be a five-star run times. In. Yeah, this is five-star run times. Um, yes, it's... <laughs> I feel like we kind of already try to do that. The biggest problem is, is the old-time fan has the memory of a goldfish. Uh-huh. So, short of having an actual timeline laid out in front of me, I would not be able to tell you what happened when... I vaguely remember the Misha apocalypse. I think I, yeah. I think I've talked about this before. Was that I was 2013 like on or 14? It was 13. It was 2013. Okay, so then we're getting close to it. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I was on like the... the very fringes of the Misha apocalypse. Unfortunately, the other thing is, is that, uh, and this is where I can speak from my master's degree expertise. Tumblr is a hell site when it comes to archival purposes. It's oh an God, absolute yeah. nightmare to actually like. Uh, 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 excavate when things happened in time due to the way it's structured as a website. Um, well, now, uh, now some posts have timestamps on them. Yeah, yeah, which it's helps true. Greatly. But it's still very difficult to like track yeah. trends in that way. Like, because there's no unified. Yeah. Some of them only yeah, exist. And then, like, in if, some, if somebody now. changed their username or deleted, yeah, it's, or it's like just all like, the timestamps get fucked up, so it's just an absolute like tangled jungle of posts. It is a it is a nightmare. Which like is fine, but it does make it very hard to do a historical analysis upon it. This is why. I do uh, have on my um, supernatural archive blog, I have a specific tag for like old time fandom posts that have crossed my dash. Um, so if you go to Thursday Angel, which is like Thursday and then N G E L um, on Tumblr, that has the tag classic, which means it's like from 2012 to 15 era posting. When I was looking for that post that we mentioned in the last episode, I saw so much old-time tumblr fandom it was at some in some parts nostalgic and in some parts nauseating yeah it's just a a t- of... it's a different language mm-hmm. i saw a post yesterday on my dash and i was like hey this this looks like a post from 2013 lo and behold it was op was reblogging it for the fucking 10-year anniversary yeah oh my god happy yeah. 10 years of super who luck god it wasn't I a super post, by the way. It was about is... an Urukai sword, but <laughs> yeah, the one I'm looking at is from 2012. So happy 11 years to the Super Hulak. Yeah, there's yeah. Anyway, nothing wrong with that, but 
we will also do our best. If anybody has like a comprehensive like outline that they would be okay sharing with us, if any of y'all just have that locked and loaded, shoot it our way and we will absolutely like start applying certain things because like mm-hmm. also i would recommend just like reading around on fan lore because they have a wiki page for super who lock that'll cover the history yeah read fan lore those the people who do those wiki sites are god's greatest soldiers i mean this is pulling back the curtain a little bit should we do that do any of us have any time to do that i don't but <laughs> like are we gonna talk like are we gonna talk about the Mishapocalypse? Like, are we going to try to do these things in the way of I mean, like at least summarizing what the work that other people have already done documenting them? Or are we just like We've already talked about the Mishapocalypse. I don't know like what other really big events Okay in this I I mean, I guess in Super Hulak in general, but also in just the supernatural. And it it was probably it would probably be, you know, the actors doing what they're doing currently in 2023 and putting their feet in their mouths at cons. Mm-hmm. Cause they've always done that. Um, you know, dry humping, doing weird shit at cons. Um, God, what's wrong with those men? I know what's in the water. Uh, lube. Lube. Yeah. Um, I mean, I technically have time. I suppose I could go on the fan lore wiki at work. Drug. <laughs> You do what you want, I'm just Boss saying. Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I read up on supernatural history lore. In <laughs> <laughs> company time. Uh-huh. Hey, it's either that, or I'm writing, or I'm doing a crossword puzzle, or I'm uh, reading really depressing news articles that show up on my Microsoft Edge uh, feed. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I'm not working. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so the answer is maybe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do our best. Um, but yeah, just to just to clarify, I'm I'm an English minor, a creative writing major, and currently doing a master's degree in information studies, which has nothing to do with literary. I mean, I could do it. Like, I don't I don't not have those skills, but it's not what I'm. I don't have I don't have the academic credentials. I just I don't want to I don't want to be a, I don't want to come off as a poser. <laughs> <laughs> it always feels funny hearing our intro going three English majors, and it's like. I mean, I finished another whole degree after that. <laughs> mm. I writing did. is English adjacent, is what I always, always say. Yeah. yeah. It's in the... Yeah. I, have I my say English in, colon English creative teacher, writing. So, like, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, are we ready okay. to start talking about the episodes? Yeah, let's talk about let's this finale. Seven. Guys, are you aware that we're finishing the Sarah Gamble era? Yeah, didn't... Oh, God, I saw it. that one of the episodes said produced by Davin Laughlin, not yeah. Sarah Gamble. So the, the yeah. transition has already occurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about that as the per end. their usual um like pattern the new writers will usually at least collaborate on the last episodes of the season yeah if not produce them um it's editor wyatt again this mistake i am i do have feelings about correcting because it's carver era that's happening next not davin laughlin era which i was not aware of at the time um and they had already produced some previous episodes but neither Ash or Emma noticed this, so, and they're supposed to be the big old fans, so, that's that's how I'm forgiving myself. Anyway, back to the episode. Yeah. So today, today's episodes are seven twenty one. Reading is fundamental. Seven twenty two. There will be blood. And seven twenty three. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, seven twenty one. Reading is fundamental. Was written by Ben Edlund. Um, directed also by Ben Edlund. Um, oh, that's why there are some really good lines in this episode. That's why it's good. It's crazy how that always happens. <laughs> that's why that's why Castiel is spitting such fire. 
Exactly. Um, okay, so in the cold open, we meet Kevin Tran. Hi, Kevin. Um, Hi, Kevin. He's established as academically driven and accomplished. He's supposed to be 16. I don't think Osric was 16, but that's okay. I don't know. He does look like a little baby. He could he be a little, a little kid. Boy, it's like... fine. He's, he's, Hold on, how he's old is Osric? my guy. Okay, so Osric Chow is currently 36. This, this was 12. So that's 11 years so ago, he so was... he was 25, which yeah. is not 16. <laughs> he does, They're like, he this does... bitch has a baby face. He, he, he would get carded, though. Like, yes. it's fine. Anyway, yeah, he, he talks a, he to his friend Channing, who is also Asian, as she worries about the SATs. Kevin worries about his personal essay for Princeton. Meanwhile, Sam and Dean smash up the clay that they stole from Dick, and they find an inscribed stone tablet. As they do this, lightning and thunder set the tone for Kevin hovering with glowy eyes and then passing the fuck out. Title card. Um, Cass sits up in bed and looks at Meg. Hi, woo, it's Cass. Uh, Hi, Edgar Cass. gets a call from Dick, presumably also about the stone tablet thing. We'll get back to that. Kevin wakes up to a voicemail from his mom, Hi Linda, which makes him realize that he's missing his SIT retake. He keeps getting flashes of that tablet as he freaks out and tries to get to whatever he's supposed to do today. Dean and Sam note the omens of their tablet. Bobby's too tired to ghost, so he's not going to be in this episode. They plan to move to Rufus's cabin, and then they get a call from Meg about Cass. Uh, Kevin is driving. He's still having visions flicker across his vision uh he takes a call from channing about how he missed everything today he starts talking about how this is his birthright he's not allowed to stop and he turns the car around dun 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 um meg shows the boys Cass, who's acting weird enter honey Cass era also known as crazy Cass. um he's distracted childish he's more interested in bees than in stopping leviathans he gives them a hug um he does identify the tablet as the word of god hi that's us it's us. it's us we're here uh, the word of God was written by Metatron, the voice of God. Um, the Metatron, possibly? Cass can't read it. When Meg gets annoyed at how the boys treat her, he vanishes because he doesn't like conflict, dropping the tablet, which smashes into chunks. Um, Sam and Meg talk about how Cass feels grateful to Meg. Then Kevin shows up to steal the tablet duffel bag. Sam and Meg catch him, but he can't let go of the bag. Hmm. Um, at this point, we start cutting back and forth between Dean and Cass and Sam, Meg, and Kevin. But for clarity's sake, I'm just going to combine them into one scene each instead of two and two or something kevin fixes the tablet he can sort of read it if he focuses it is about the leviathan um dean and Cass have a conversation about Cass's new state of affairs Cass holds up the box for the game board sorry for the game board for the board game sorry and starts playing um dean continues pressing the issue of metatron and Cass continues dodging rambling about neanderthal poetry it's not going well um, then angels show up to grab Kevin, and Cass notices, so we all go back there. Hester, the angel, tells her companion, Anias, to um, kill Sam and Meg so that they can take Kevin. Cass appears. The angels are, like, shocked that he's not dead because um, he gave that whole speech and killed everybody and then disappeared. Weird. Shocking. Cass is clearly not at the top of his game, but he's apologetic about everything. Dean banishes them all with a sigil. Goodbye, angels. Meg has an angel blade, by the way. Um, Kevin freaks out because... <laughs> Wouldn't you? Um, and the angels mentioned that he's a prophet. So they take Kevin to Rufus's cabin. On the way, Kevin's disappearance has made the news, and demons find Meg, but we don't see more of that. Interesting. Cass calls Meg, and she tells them where they are, so he materializes in the backseat next to Kevin and boops his nose. Cass continues rambling, but he does mention that the word has awoken a keeper, which is Kevin. Protocol says to take him to the desert to learn the word away from man. So they... Um, not quite angel-proof the cabin because Cass is in it, but they make it invisible to the angels. Kevin sets up to start translating. Sam and Cass talk about the insanity that he listed from Sam, and Cass doesn't see anything wrong with how he is now, which is 
interesting. We'll talk about that. Kevin starts hyperventilating about how he just wants to be the first Asian American president. Good for him. The demons from earlier come back to talk to Meg about what Crowley wants, and she offers Cass, who's supposed to be dead, and then she kills them because they haven't told anyone anything. They go. She goes back inside and gets devil trapped. Ha! Huh. She says right now her only goal is to take down Crowley, and that means keeping Cass on her side because he's helpful, or could be. Um... Unfortunately, killing the demon sent up a flare of the location, so Hester and Anaya show up to kidnap Kevin again. Hester delivers the homophobia Dusty line and starts beating up Cass until Meg stabs her. The other angels take Kevin home to watch him there. The translation says that the Leviathan cannot be slain, but by a bone of a righteous mortal washed in the three bloods of the fallen. We'll get back to that. Starting with a fallen angel. <clears throat> So instantly Cass gives them his blood, and then he disappears. Goodbye, baby. Mrs. Tran is talking to the detective for Kevin's case when the angels return him. The detective turns out to be a leviathan. He kills the angels. It's Edgar. The end. I talked really fast. So yeah. if you need to play that back at point seven five. <laughs> yeah. That's the episode. Yep. We're in it. We're in it. Uh, poor Kevin. This this God. I love this happened before with um that psychic kid way back in like I don't know season three or four um but like I love when when suddenly protagonists of YA novels show up in the show <laughs> yeah he's like I'm just trying to have my coming about my my coming about my coming, <laughs> my coming about. of age story <laughs> <laughs> oh what a great Freudian slip I'm full of them yeah it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Kevin deserves better just all around in general yeah. forever. Um, yeah, he's got he's 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 really good at the cello. He's doing <laughs> statistics. He wants to go to Princeton. This is the Asian American experience. Yeah, apparently. The yeah, stereotypical like... helicopter mom. Uh-huh. So, was that his friend that he's talking to cuz doesn't he mention later having a girlfriend? I don't know. Sorry, it probably is I'll... his girlfriend. I wrote the transcript. I read this no worries. I just wanted to. It's not clear at that point, but it, yeah, he says. Yeah, he says my child. life, my future, my girlfriend, my mom's car. So yeah, that was his girlfriend, I guess. Not that it really matters because he doesn't show up again, but um... you ripped to him and his whole life getting uprooted. Yeah, like at least yeah. Sam got to go to college before. Yeah. <laughs> before Destiny smashed his door down. Mm-hmm. Poor guy hasn't even graduated. I was about to say he just had the worst weekend of his life. It wasn't even a weekend. They kidnapped him during the school week. Yep. Yeah, he missed the SATs. Yeah, which he yeah. did take already, I think. Is like yeah, he was retaking he was it to get a better retake. score. Yeah, right. He was trying to get a perfect math score. Um, so at least he's already taken the SATs. But That's damn, true. guys. The, uh, what? They couldn't have waited for Saturday? That's true. Um, Let's smash open a tablet on Saturday. Their Sabbath's The experience of looking at, un at the statistics of university acceptance rates is such an enormous mood. Wyatt has pack bonded with Kevin Tran. He's a good boy. <laughs> he is. is. He's trying so hard. Um. Yes. Yeah, his uh. His girlfriend, her name's Channing, apparently. Yeah. Um. Says uh, you know, no matter what, one day college isn't going to matter anymore. And he says, "You're out of your mind." And you know what? He's stuck to that because amidst getting kidnapped and being told he's a prophet and uh -huh. having people killed in front of him he's still like holy shit but i missed my sats uh-huh um they uh they smash open the clay they find the tablet he gets he gets energy blasted yeah and while, while um this is happening the scene is like set to the classical music that he's playing on the channel yeah, yeah. which is fun it's good mm-hmm 
they also do a good job of like establishing really quickly what kind of character Kevin is. Like he's playing the cello. He's playing classical on the cello. He's um he's got like academic awards all over his room. Mm-hmm. Um, just like really quick shorthand of like this is the character you are going to. Let's be see this with. play is. He wears he wears his collared shirts buttoned all the way up. That he's like, just like me great yeah like extremely good wardrobe choice for him war wardrobe choices for him as well. I knew I knew many boys like this in high school. And then of course his um personal essay is completely blank. God, he's so relatable. Uh-huh. And this is the thing, because like the the implication here is he is so much like trying to be the perfect boy. Like he is the gifted kid in a way that is extremely relatable of like, I just do the things that everyone tells me to do and I do it really well, but I don't actually know what I want or like, I don't have anything I can say about myself like personally because all I am is this person who like wants to like fulfill everyone's expectations of me and there's nothing inside because no one's allowed that to grow. Why do you want a hug? It's good. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, also just like an element of perfectionism because um, a lot of the time when you like procrastinate on um, academic work that should be easy for you, you hear about like, <sighs> oh, well, is it just because you're scared that whatever you do is not going to be good enough so you'd rather not do it at all or delay long enough that when you do a mediocre job, at least you have a reason to fall back on. And it's like, you can't no, say I this to me when I have an assignment ADHD, due in two days. Why is your <laughs> fucking homework? <laughs> I'm making. I'm doing a podcast instead. <laughs> Turn this in for your homework. <laughs> yeah, pivot my final essay to uh, uh, libraries instituting a program for patrons to record podcasts on the library. Yeah. Anyway, I really like Kevin. Is the point here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they they're smashing open the the thing um and like lightning is flashing in both where dean and sam are and where kevin is uh and dean's like does that sound like somebody saying no stop to you and they're like yeah and he's like ah he keeps doing whatever it. and then kevin gets zapped by lightning i think smashing it open with a hammer has got to be the craziest thing you could possibly do with a ma- like, probably uh-huh. magical piece of clay you stole from an ancient monster uh-huh i mean it goes okay sure for them <laughs> yeah, not for Kevin. Not for the the f- women within a fifty mile, the pregnant women within a fifty mile. Oh radius. right, I forgot about they that. Just, like, drop that real quick. Everyone yeah, that was really good. Who was pregnant? Just like immediately gave birth on the spot from the smash energy. That's really good. Like That's cosmic That's horror. Very cool. Like yeah, exactly. But like, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading uh uh Dungeon Crawl Classics, which is a kind of like zany like old school throwback ttrpg and it has really good spell mishaps including one of being like yeah if you fail this spell a thousand people on another planet die (laughs) and this has that energy of like magic is like wild and unpredictable and they smash open this thing and like every pregnant woman in a 50 mile radius gives birth like okay sure yeah i will say they do have safety goggles on they do they do. They don't Safety want those first. those stone splinters getting in their eyes. Um, we see the evil Leviathan construction site. They're building a concentration camp, basically. It's uh pretty fucked up. Yeah, 
They're like, I think they might panic when they turn the corner and they see all the blades. Uh-huh. Of course, he makes a dick joke. He yes. gets a call from Dick, and he goes, strange, isn't it, that someone would choose to be named Dick? <laughs> like, why do you care? <laughs> it is pretty funny. Nobody's stopping you from calling him Rick, by the way. Mm-hmm. No, he prefers people call him Dick. Yep. Every time someone calls him Richard, he's like, no, please, call me Dick. Probably because he thinks it's funny. Literally because he thinks it's funny. Why do these ancient monsters care about dick jokes? Because they jumped inside a bunch of, like, modern people's heads. I guess. Um, they do have senses of humor. I, so, um, we then cut to Kevin, who is, uh, who is woken up by his phone. Uh, a voicemail from his mom, who his mom also has some great, like, brief characterization in here mm-hmm. where she talks about, like, don't obsess over being perfect. It's just a nice feather in our cap if we get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, this is, this is, uh. Also, he's seeing a therapist, presumably, because she says, I know your hard work will net the results we've discussed, but like Dr. Ender said, don't obsess. Oh, is that? I thought that was like his, his, like someone he was, uh. Oh, I don't. Like a, like a supervisor a or something like that. Mentor, I guess. Yeah. I thought it was a therapist, but I could see where you would be coming from on that too. Could be. I mean, mm-hmm. your mom isn't supposed to know mentors? what you're saying to your therapist. I mean, it might be like some kind of like advanced, like tutor type situation. That was kind of more the vibe I've got, is, like, this is someone who is, like, tutoring him. Well, I thought it was a therapist and, like, a mark of the closeness that they, like, either he tells her or the therapist yeah. also talks to the mom. I think like, either of those readings is, is, yeah. is works for me. It's a good line, regardless. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, like, uh, blank space lines that's, like, just implies more about their lives. Like, I don't know, who knows if, uh, who knows if Ben Edlund even, like bothered knowing who that was it's just the time it was like you write a name and it like it implies more about the character's life mm-hmm. uh dean and sam also got blasted this is where they mm-hmm. talk about the pregnancy thing because sam was checking up on what happened yeah the um meteorologist yeah is <laughs> has a has a funny line in the background like on the tv he goes baffled no i'm not baffled frankly i'm offended this is not the way weather behaves <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Again, good. Honestly, uh, me. Good Bedlam writing there. Yeah. Funny little background joke. Uh, Dean picks up the thing. He's like, "This one goes out to all the ladies." Dean, <laughs> the the ladies aren't having a good time right now. Oh my god, it was a hundred miles. Oh my god, Damn. that's so many. Okay, hold on. Clarification: It was anyone in the last month of her pregnancy, so not every pregnant woman, which is at least a little bit better. Phew. Right, yeah. Yeah, there weren't a bunch of preemies just uh, I mean being out. being born like a whole whole month early is still like feels like it's yeah, not great. But at least it wasn't just like Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like miscarriages every, Let's move on. Yeah. People who aren't even who don't even know they're pregnant yeah. are just god. like That's what happened in Umbrella Academy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh Meg calls, she goes, What up, Bullwinkle? No, hold on. Before that oh, okay. Dean says that um the lead leviathan, Big Daddy Chomper, shows up, grabs himself some dick. Yes, he does say that. God, he does say that. We're at the end of the season. They're they're getting all the dick jokes out before before yeah. explosions. Okay, so before the dick Ken explodes, calls. stop. <laughs> Meg calls. Uh, Cass 
He's uh he changed when the tablet got got snapped open. Yeah, uh, Dean's like, how is he different? And Meg goes, hey, Seacrest, guess what? Yeah. Not a nurse, just playing one on TV. She's one so answer, funny. start driving. I'm obsessed with her. Also, the magazine so mirrors of like the the TV performativity. Uh huh. Literally, so true. So uh, yeah, they uh, they hop in the car. Also, Kevin's in the car and is being like is not able to control himself. This is interesting because it's like he's he's not possessed exactly. He's possessed by destiny. Yeah, he's it's just compelled. like he can't not. Yeah, he's being compelled as if he's like, uh, as if he's like a like little guy in like the a tactics game where where the player has like clicked on him and forced him to go somewhere. Uh huh. There's a there's a bit in an otherwise in a book that I have a lot of problems with, but I'm nevertheless fascinated by the Prince of Nothing trilogy. Technically, it's the it's the quadrilogy after that, but it doesn't matter. Um, where like a person is made into this like holy warrior blessed by the gods and set on a specific path and it describes the way this changes his perception of reality um he sees his entire path laid out of him and becomes like untempered from like unconnected from time uh and it's described as if like he like each step he takes he sees from the beginning and from the end, like his whole life happens in a single moment. Um, and the like point of view sections with him are like wild for that reason. Cause it describes the way he's like stepping into place. He knows exactly like where to stand or what to do. Like each step he takes is like suffused with meaning. Uh, it's very cool. And this made me think about that, but uh, Kevin isn't really conscious of that. It's just, it's almost like a, a compulsion in him. Mm-hmm. But his girlfriend calls him and is like, what the fuck? He's like, I, had, I think I had a seizure or something. His eyes are all glowy. He says, I've been chosen. It's my birthright. Yeah, he almost gets hit, hit by a car because he had yeah. like, a flicker of vision. Very much um, Crowley Good Omens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm supposed to keep going. I'm not allowed to stop. Supernatural can be so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Castiel. Castiel. He's staring, He's staring out the There's window. So to him. You're so mean to him. Well, he did kind of cause all this shit. He didn't fucking mean to. God forbid women do anything. He kind of did. He did not mean to let the Leviathans out. Um, He was trying his best, okay? The The cast apologist has logged the fuck on. The the orderly here is named Abel, which is a which is a name. They did cast Abel. uh uh-huh. I was like, wait, is this going to be, is this, is this a thing? No, it's just, they happen to name this no, guy Abel. No, it's just name for this random black man, hello. Are people named Abel? That feels like, uh, Yes, the doctor cursed. I saw recently, his, his name is Abel. Why would you name but your it's... kid that? If you name your kid Abel, you better be sure they're going to be an only child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Abel had some good qualities. I mean, that was the whole, that was the whole thing, because he, he was too perfect. He had better qualities. Yeah. Uh, that just goes to show that I don't... You don't even know which one's which? I know which one's which! I just didn't know why. For all I knew, Kane just got a wild hair. And was like, I'm gonna... The the the, the cardboard tube instinct was too strong, but there were no cardboard tubes, only rocks. Anyway. 
Cass goes, pull my finger, and then all the light bulbs burst in the room, and he's like, ha, it's good. And they just stare it's at so him. so funny. I love him. So, the fandom calls him Honey Cats, because yes. he likes bees. Yeah, because yeah, there's a recurring thing about how much he likes honeybees. It's mm -hmm. true. Um, I... I really like the way Castiel is written here because it feels more like almost like mystical and numinous more than him just being like crazy. He's like, I saw the path of flowers like I followed the bees. It's like he has he has sight of things that like people don't because he's an angel and like in particular an angel that's had his like head cracked open in ways that is not supposed are not supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he it's. It's interesting. Yeah, he's not a shaking almost... little chihuahua like Sam was. He just kind of like mm -hmm. had insight that can't fit in his head. Mm -hmm. And I think like also he's like dissociating. Uh -huh. Yeah, and he's definitely using this as like an avoidance mechanism. It's true. Yeah, because he's very lucid when he wants to be, and he just does not want mm -hmm. to be. Yeah, and and he he has become extremely avoidant. Yeah. Um. People raise their voices around him, and he disappears. Yeah. Um. Like he 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 doesn't want to be around conflict. He doesn't want to face any kind of difficult emotion. Yeah, he's got that um, what's it called? RSD. Uh, no. Um. Uh. uh pathological demand avoidance autism. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, he's he's also like he seems almost at peace. Yes. Like he just seems so serene. Yeah, there's a but, little like, bit of endcast in this. Yeah, like he's Which so. Was also yeah. He, it's it's interesting. He's like he's just so serene. Um, but like it's it's entirely because he is he is refusing to like actually face mm -hmm. the problems that he is having. Yeah, he looks at Meg and calls her his caretaker. He says, "All of that thorny pain, so beautiful." The sexual tension between Cass and Meg in this episode is insane. <laughs> uh huh. She's like, "We've been over this. I don't like poetry. Put up or shut up." She's so funny. She's she like, so this funny. is my golden retriever boyfriend. He is so stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he hugs them. He's like, you did it. You pulled the word from the vault of the earth. I love you guys. I love you guys. Yeah. Um, so he tells them about uh, that's this is the hand. They don't even Metatron, hug him back. this is the word of God. Same they don't. They just kind of stand there awkwardly. Um, hug your fucking friend, you fucking animals. Meg calls him useless. I'm literally going to explode her. Mm. Anyone who's mean to Cass. Oh, Sam gives him a little pat. He gives him a little man pat. Yeah, I said that. He does. God, how... He has such long arms. He gets both of them in there. Uh-huh. Uh, Sam's like, you said something about the word. Castiel says, did you know that a cat's penis is sharply barbed along its shaft? I know for a fact the females were not consulted about that. Thanks, Cass. <laughs> there, there's a lot of like really good just like things that angels are witness to just like coming out of him here like uh -huh. the bit later we'll talk about the later about neanderthal, neanderthal poetry yeah. um uh -huh. but it's great yeah um anyway Cass says this is the handwriting of Me metatron and sam says you're saying a transformer megatron? wrote that and dean goes yeah. no that's megatron yes thank great. god that's, get it get, together we gotta get the classic Megatron haha joke in there. Mm -hmm. But I like that that it just is brought up and then shut down because Dean knows that it's Megatron. Nerd. Um 
he can't read it. They gotta get the prophet to read it. Um, they bully Mega Bet. <laughs> They're like, what does it say? He goes, uh, tree, tree. horse, <laughs> fiddler crab. He's so funny. Uh, they don't want to let Meg read it and bully her, and she's like, enough of this demons are second-class citizens crap, and then this is where, yeah, Castiel's like, don't like conflict, disappears, accidentally shatters the Yeah, this the is where my notes say autism. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. And she's like, he's down in the day room, I guarantee it. Um, it feels like this tablet would be sturdier than this, but whatever. Like, it's a big yeah, rock. It was, it was protected from, like, by clay they had to feet. smash, so... Yeah, it feels like if it was this um, fragile, them smashing open the clay would have would have broke it or like like chipped it at it's least. It's okay. They need to establish but, Kevin's connection. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. It's, yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Sam, gonna... will you please pick up the word of God? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their lives are pick so us weird. Up, Sammy. Uh, Meg starts heading off. She's like, "Let me go get my angel." Yeah, yeah that's her angel. Because Sam is refusing to tell Meg anything. And she's uh-huh. like, okay, well, Cass is loyal to me, so you're going to tell me or I'm going to take Cass because he likes me because I'm the one who's putting up with him. Um, He's like, what about us? And she says, we'll work on him a little. Maybe he'll start crushing on you too, hot stuff. She's so funny. She knows, so he's, funny. She, she knows that he's gay. Literally. She's like, hmm. Yep. Uh, I'll take power and I can get it. I got myself to look out for Meg's great. I love Meg. Mm-hmm. And I really uh, like bag's gone. delivery on things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin snuck in to grab it. So Sam goes after him, and he's like, I, I don't know why, but I can't let go of this. Yeah. He does a great zigzag. He's trying to avoid him. Uh-huh. He is such a little meow meow. I love Kevin. He's a shaking wet chihuahua. Uh-huh. <laughs> she goes, what the hell are you? He goes, I'm a Kevin Tran. Yeah, please he's don't an kill me. Student. Oh, right, right. He's actually, like, Sam's actually having a hard time catching him, and then Meg shows up to just clothesline him. Her arm yeah. just comes out in the frame, and he slams into it. I mean, she can it. teleport. She's got an unfair advantage. Uh, Dean goes and chats to Castiel. This is where they play Sorry, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. This is a good day room, also. There's, like, someone's, like, art in the background. Uh-huh. It's, like, well, well, uh, stocked. Mm-hmm. Um... Dean is trying to, like, be serious with him and have, like, an actual conversation, and Cass is not having it, so he's retreating into play mode. Yeah, he's making him play sorry with him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. at some point, I love when he by, like, the end of the scene, really, but Dean is, like, still getting on his case, and Cass is like, I'm sorry. He goes, no, you're playing sorry. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. good. It's, yeah. I really Uh, like it. Cass holds up the game, and, like, you see the word sorry, and then he shakes it, and the game is set up on the table in front of them. I yes. love yeah. it. Yes. I love really it when Cass gets to be an angel. Yes. Oh, yeah, Dean's like, I want you to take down the Leviathans with me. Do you remember what you did? And he holds up sorry he... with, like, a little meow meow face. Yeah, he makes He's this, like... like sorry for yeah. doing the earth. Yep. My bad. Like, you're gonna hold it against him? Look at him. Yeah, God forbid. He's just a little guy. <laughs> Which is exactly what he wants you to think, you know? Uh-huh. Like, he's doing mm-hmm. this on purpose because he doesn't want to get... Not like yep. doesn't want to get in trouble, but he doesn't want to face consequences. And so he's like, if I'm just a yep. little guy, who could be mad at me? Yep. Yeah, you wouldn't be mad at a little guy like me. On and my it's birthday. true. I could never be mad at him. Um, so yeah, they're talking to... They've, they've captured Kevin and brought him back to one of the rooms in the... I love that just, like, no one's here. Like, this hospital is empty. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, we, huh? We see that, for Abel. Yeah, we see that orderly briefly, but, like, I guess nobody's here. They're just walking around. They just bring this kid in here, and no one's like, hey, what are you doing? It's fine. It just <laughs> continues totally... to be the thing of, like, no one, nobody's in this show except for when they have to be. Like, yeah. the world really revolves around our main characters. Mm-hmm. I noticed that in in some of the future episodes, there are, like, minor characters who, like, are there, and then the boys is just like, yeah, we dealt with that off screen. Gotta keep the camera focused on the, yeah. And I, like, I get it. They have limited time. Like, they don't need to show everything, but it is just like, yeah, this stuff only matters as far as it orbits our protagonists. Except hiring extras. Yeah. Well, they hired those actors is the thing. It's just like they don't care about them them enough to... More than one scene. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Kevin's like, all I know is this is for me. Um, he he puts the tablet back together. It shines all magic. Yeah. Uh, and then we get this great scene where Castiel's like, you know, we weren't sure at first which monkeys were going to make it. No offense, but I was backing the Neanderthals because their poetry was just amazing. It's in perfect tune with the spheres. But the end, it was you, the Homo sapiens sapiens. You guys ate the apple, invented pants. Which is so fun. I love that. Yeah, this is great. The blending of um, evolutionism, evolutionism, mm-hmm. evolution and creationism. Um, it's beautiful. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like we're not getting yep. any answers here. It's just like, yeah, both deal with it. Yeah, there's some there's some uh, uh, echoes of the man who would be king here. Mm-hmm. It's good. I love that oh, the Neanderthals have great poetry. The Neanderthals get such a bad rap. Like they were they were as sapient as humans were. Mm-hmm. Like the the the. Uh, idea of the like savage caveman, blah blah blah. It's like that's not no. They were they were also people. Mm-hmm. And Cass liked them better. Yeah. He did. There's a, a a fun anecdote for me. Is um one of my favorite authors, Stephen Erickson, was a anthropologist uh, before he quit the field because he was so annoyed by certain things in academia, and so he became a fantasy writer instead. One of his big bugbears was that he was. There was, like, um, I don't know, some kind of, like, evidence of earlier, or, or of, like, Neanderthals or some other kind of, like, uh, uh, other uh, humanoid species um, showing up somewhere that anthropologists were like, how can this be? Was there, like, a land bridge that we didn't know about? And he's like, why are you assuming that they couldn't figure out how to build boats? Like, they, they're, they're not necessarily stupid, like... We figured it out. How come they couldn't have? And uh, so in his books, he wrote a speech, like a, a near human species, much like Neanderthals, which invented boats before humans and charted the world. That's I love how petty that is. I uh, love it. It's great. Um, yeah, Dean is trying to make him like pay attention, but he's not having it. He's like, we live in a sorry universe. It's engineered to create conflict. I mean, why should I prosper from your misfortune? But the, Which these is moving are the rules. Dean back to start. Yes, yes. Like he's, it's <laughs> yeah. coinciding with him bumping Dean back, which is how sorry works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But these are the rules that didn't make them. Yeah, sorry is used as a very like metaphorically rich game here because yeah, it's totally <laughs> sorry. There's no skill in sorry. Like sorry can play itself. It's literally just drawing cards. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on. You do have to strategize which piece you're gonna move because you can have more than one out at a time. I guess that's true. That's There's true. a little bit of strategy. It's better in than Candyland in that way. Uh huh. Yes. True. 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 A fucking war, God. Yeah. It is. It is one of those games that's designed as like a thing to do with your hands while you just chat and hang out with people. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but uh, yeah, this is where they have the like Dean's like, no, you're playing Zari. Uh, Kevin reads the thing. Um, Hold on, back up like, one second. Oh, Dean okay. pushes the whole game board onto the floor, and for that, I'm gonna kill him. Oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> like what an asshole move. And then in the next scene, Cass is on the floor picking up the pieces. Uh huh. It's what good scene blocking. Is is yeah. is the. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's good because like Dean is not used to dealing with yeah like purposely obtuse Cass. Yeah, Cass is annoying Dean a lot here. It makes yeah, sense yeah. that he does this. Um, yeah, Dean is not especially patient, and Cass is purposely testing his patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin reads the tablet. We have this like weird like shaky cam on it for some reason to show how mystical it's, it is. I guess it's like distorting it's so the lens. It's just like by... reading it gives even Kevin a headache. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's fine. It 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 it. Uh, he says it shows it's like, the effects. Uh, looking through somebody else's glasses. Yeah, and he's like, it's not like reading, reading. I'm just like seeing it. That's cool. It's just like imparting the information into his brain directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lights start to shake and like stuff explodes and uh, Meg goes like black eyed uh, and Kevin's like, ah, and then the angels show up. Yeah. And then Castiel, as he's picking up Sorry, I believe, like notices yeah. it as he like sits he's up. He goes, Sam, he's talking to angels. Yeah. He looks like excited about it. He's like, angels, my buddies. Well, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of them left. Yeah. Yeah, one of them says that, like, like he doesn't want to kill Cass because there's, because, like, so many of them are dead. Mm-hmm. This angel gets a little cut on the hand, and he's, his hand starts glowing, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And Cass shows up, and he's got this, like, little, little like, sideways grin on his face. Yeah, yeah these hi. are his buds! It's like, hi. Yeah, hold on, I do think it's fun that the angels don't care about Sam and Dean anymore. Like they're willing funny. to just yeah, kill off like, Sam, write him off as yeah, Meg's lover. Like, like they're just kill like, Meg and his and her lover. Yeah, guy. yeah. They're like, of course, the vessel for Satan would be fucking a demon, and they're like, ew, no. Uh-huh. And then she's like, "You smote thousands of us, and gave a big scary speech, and disappeared. What the hell was that?" And Castile, he like makes this face, and he's like rude for one thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's like he's kind of talking about his past self like he's a different person. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know you want answers. I wish it could be that. There are still many things I can teach you. Yeah, it's weird to see Cass acting this differently. Like, if you think back to yeah. season four, Cass, when he would, like, never show any emotion, never. Yeah. Do, like, yeah, he's so different. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, he this Cass would pull never finger slam joke Dean again. against the wall and yell at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hester's not having to pull my finger. He's like, and this You're time insane. it'll be funny, and we'll all look back and laugh. He literally just wants everybody to be friendly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This time uh, it'll be funny. Dean banishes them all. Goodbye, Cass. Bye, Cass. <laughs> also, I like that after this, uh, Meg just like comes around the corner with the knife, like ready to go, and she's like, "Oh, they're gone." <laughs> they're like, "Where did you get that?" She goes, "A lot of angels died this year." Uh huh. Yeah, they did. Good for That's her. That's fair enough. Uh, Kevin has a panic attack. Dean's like, who's this? Sam is like, Kevin Tran. He's, uh, advanced placement. Uh-huh. Uh, so they tell him all about the monsters. Here's another poor boy who now knows monsters are real. Yeah, um, Dean, says, Dean continues, not yes. continues, Dean proceeds to be absolutely in-fucking-comprehensible 
Um, (laughs) Kevin's like, yeah, angels. And Sam's like, they they don't actually like have wings that we can see. And Dean goes, no junk, junkless. So Kevin, you can uh, read the chicken scratch on the God rock, huh? And he goes, huh? And Dean goes, that is back in one piece I see. And you're saying that there's some sort of a how to punch dick recipe in there somewhere. And he goes, I don't know know what you're saying. saying. (laughs) Yeah. God, Dean, you are literally, (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about? That's great. Ben Edlund, I love you. Uh, so they hit the road. They go to Rufus's cabin because it's safer there. Um, Dean and Kevin have like a really good conversation later on in this in in uh, Rufus's cabin. Mm-hmm. Before that, though, we get the gas station scene uh, where uh, we see a Biggerson's commercial that's going. We know you're hungry. Why not enjoy Biggerson's homemade pie bar? It's like a salad bar but with pie. God, don't let Dean hear that ad. <laughs> Uh, and also that uh, Kev- people are looking for Kevin. They think he's been kidnapped, which is fair. Kind of has been. I mean, he technically... Well, okay, he kidnapped himself. Yeah, he but... left himself, but, <laughs> he, but now they do have him. He drove away, but he did not do it of his own volition. Yeah. yeah. Also, Meg sees God's some demons outside him. watching them. Mm-hmm. The, like, slow, ominous, like, look at her with, like, that, their eyes being black. Like, honestly, that was kind of creepy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of, like... A little bit of those like doctored photos, like the creepy pasta photos people make, like the uh, the black eyed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdly, the black eyes are more effective for me in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, <laughs> Sam is telling Dean what he saw on the TV, and Dean says, "Great, so now we're kidnappers." And Meg says, "Not if we shut up about it. Why? Who'd we uh, kidnap?" <laughs> she's so funny. Meg, Meg says, "It's shut the fuck up Friday." Um, Kevin's having a mental breakdown about his whole life falling apart. Uh, Cassiel phones Meg. He's at a, he's in Australia at, at a dog track. Having a bad time. These dogs are not happy. Surrounded by unhappy dogs. They can only think in ovals. Yeah. I thought he was surrounded by dingoes <laughs> when he said unhappy dogs. I also dogs. thought uh-huh. that, but no, it turns out they're at a dog track. And Meg is like, yeah, they're unhappy because the rabbit's fake. Mm-hmm. I love her. She tells she gives him, him the exact cor- not yeah. coordinates, but like exact location, and he just poof into the back he just seat. Poofs, like Kevin freaks out. And uh, Kevin, this is Castiel. He gives him a little nod. One of the angels. And then his nose. Out and boop, boop. boop. And then he asks Meg if she's hurt. Yeah, yeah. He cares about her. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. They're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about his old garrison. They were assigned to watch the earth the wars are very boring the sex the repetition he was captain mm-hmm. we knew this yeah but he he, uh, he does go isn't that strange yeah then dean is like come on focus and casca's like are you angry why are you angry he goes no i'm can we please just stay on target and he goes there's no reason yeah. for anger they're only following protocol yeah so he's like you gotta go out to the desert and he's like i can't go into the desert i'm applying to princeton he keeps poking Kevin, and Kevin's like, stop. <laughs> um, And then, yeah, they're like, okay, we gotta go kill these leviathans. Well, hold Sounds on, hold like on. You're... There's a line here oh. where Dean's like, it doesn't make any sense to take Kevin away with the word. We need to know what the word is so that we can use it. And Cass goes, yeah. that's God and his shiny red apples. Yep. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we gotta go kill the leviathans. Sam goes, you're in our corner, right? And he's like, no, I don't fight anymore. I watch the bees. He watches the bees. <laughs> it's he great. He the bees, you guys. He doesn't want any part of God's plan. He wants to just retire like Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, they get to the thing. They draw uh, angels don't see me sigils. <laughs> Kevin is like, is this a sex torture dungeon? <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, D- D- Dean says, no, this is not a sex torture, but he, do- he doesn't say that it isn't a dungeon. Because it kind of is a dungeon. You don't even know they're a dungeon. They will have a dungeon. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's got, like, a scythe in his hand that he's gesturing with. Yeah. They just have weird tools around. Sure. Yep. Um... Castiel turns to Sam and says, you've seen troubled, of course, that's a primary aspect of your personality, so I sometimes ignore it. He's so funny. Literally for what? <laughs> Unprovoked. Yeah, lots of, there's so much good Castiel dialogue in this episode. I was truly, it was, it was like water to a thirsty horse, so I'm like, yes. Yeah, literally. My boy is back. seven cast drought, now we get so much fun. Uh-huh. He said, hello, blood freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam asks if he sees Lucifer. He's like, I did it first, but that was a projection of yours, a sort of aftertaste. Now I more see, well, everything, which is what I was saying earlier about, like, he's... He's gained perspective that doesn't yeah. fit normal interactions. Exactly. Like, it's less that he's, like, quote-unquote, like, it, he's not... It's less that he's, like, playing the characters, like, quote-unquote, insane, but more as, like, a... Div- divorced from a human perspective of the world yeah, he's so big picture that he can't bother having their conversations uh-huh or at least he wants to be yeah but the, the, he just he does say like i was done for too the weight of all my mistakes all those lives and souls lost i couldn't take it either i was lost until i took on your pain it's strange to think that helped but yeah which is interesting right like yeah. he was drowning in guilt but now that he's so big picture it's like oh actually it doesn't matter about all those lives so now mm-hmm. he can move on and Sam recognizes in cast the same feelings that he was having, and he's like, I realize you were just trying to help, and I'm grateful. We're grateful, and we're going to help you get better, okay, no matter what it takes. And then he says, what do you mean better? Yeah. Also, Meg is watching this scene. that She mm-hmm. has a drink, which is interesting. Meg is interesting. I don't know where things are going with her. They have a little conversation later that I don't know where she's talking about her motivations, but I don't know whether she's lying there or not. Well, that's the fun of Meg. You never do yeah. know. <laughs> it's true. The writers don't even have to know for sure. <laughs> but I do think the thing that they're trying to build up here is, like, the the implication I get from her watching this but, like, not engaging is she does care but does not want to show that. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see if the show goes back on that later. But that is the vibe in this episode, anyway. She has a massive embarrassing crush on Cass. Uh-huh. Don't we all? Uh, Kevin's translating the tablet. He has another freak out. He's like, I'm just a kid from Michigan. I don't want to be a word keeper. He says, I am not prepared to factor the supernatural into my worldview. Oh, yeah. He gives him the brown bag to, in to suck on. Uh-huh. Literally. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized what you actually meant. <laughs> Dean's like, oh, this is a good Dean conversation also, because it's like, he's been here. It's like, I don't know, man, what can I say? You've been chosen, and it sucks. Believe me, there's no use asking why me, because the angels, they don't care. I think maybe they just don't have the equipment to care. It seems like when they try, it just breaks them apart. Yeah. Dean, you are so handling this whole cast thing. You are handling it so well. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's there's, like, so two tired. things going on here, right? Where he's, like, yeah, I've been a chosen one before, and it fucking sucks. You just gotta have to deal with it mm-hmm. um, until you die, which is the reward for being a chosen one. Uh-huh. Um and then also the bit about not not believing that Cass could care about him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just breaks him apart. Or that because or like he did he, because try. he did try to care, exactly. it, it shattered yeah. him. Because mm-hmm. of the, I'm going to say relationship, but I do mean friendship, um, that they had. Now Cass is like this. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, for an angel. It's either you're like cold and withdrawn, like Hester was earlier, or like your cast and like involving yourself in humanity breaks you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin's like, I just want to be the first Asian American president of the United States. And dude says, "Then do your homework." <laughs> uh, we get this big red truck from earlier. They go talk to Meg. She's really smart. Mm-hmm. She goes, "How many?" cuts do i have to make essentially and they're like are you fucking crazy we didn't tell anybody yeah she goes oh, yep. i good. love demons it's really good yeah and just absolutely mm-hmm. owns them that's what they get for calling her a skank yep mm-hmm. angel knife works as good on demons as it does on angels yeah it works on most things yeah, yeah. um she gets devil's trapped which is very rude i think literally you guys don't trust her sam's like give me the knife it's like, typical. I save our bacon, you're sitting here waiting by a devil's trap. Seriously, I just killed two of Crowley's men. I could have gone the other way on that. And Cass is like, yeah, there's demon blood on that blade. Yep. Which I think Sam probably knew, honestly. Yeah. She's like, look, <laughs> My I'm notes here go, Meg, think. no. Okay, Meg, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Figured one thing about this world, just one pretty much. You find a cause and you serve it. Give yourself order and orders your life. Lucifer and Yellow Eyes, their mission was it for me. Means like, so what? We should just trust you as you wanted to free Satan from hell? She's like, I'm talking cause, douchebags, and reason to get up in the morning. Obviously, these things shift over time. We learn, we grow. Now, for me, currently, the cause is bring down the king. And I know we'll need help to do it. So this is the thing. I don't know if her cause is bringing down the king. I think she wants to. I think she wants to too, but I don't like she's don't acting here. She's acting here as like, oh yeah, I know we're not friends. We're just like temporary allies because we both want to do this. I think she wants to be friends with Castiel. Yeah, yeah, totally. Big agree. Like I think she cares more than she's letting on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she'll do a thing in a few episodes that is like extremely like high key risky behavior that ha- like implies more dedication than she is giving here rather than uh-huh. doing the sneaky demon thing of like okay i'll do this but i'm gonna get i'm gonna get away with myself intact mm-hmm. all that horny pain horny pain <laughs> oh my god all that horny pain um so crowley's always the problem i know what i'm supposed to do and isn't screw with sam or dean it was the only angel who'd go to bat for me yeah yeah. She's like, I'm so manipulative. <laughs> sure you are, girl. Uh-huh. Uh, so Sam sets her free, and Cass is like, this is good. Harmony and communication. And so then true. Hester shows up. Yeah, it's like, now our only problem is Hester. What? Well, here, we were hidden from the garrison. When you kill the demon, you put out a pretty clear beacon. Yeah, then Hester's here. Yeah, the door just blows in. She's like, you She's took the prophet. You have fallen in, fallen every, in way every way imaginable. Way yeah! Yeah. Yes! I like this good cop, bad cop thing. Like, she's really mean and nice. It's like, please, we have to follow the code. Help us. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And Anais grabs Kevin. Yeah. And Dean starts talking like, hey, hold on. We're trying yeah. to help you guys. They're um, trying to reason with her. It's like, why would you give you any? Why would we give you anything? The very... confessing what he did. Mm-hmm. He goes, an angel brought the Leviathan back into this world, and they begged him not to do it. The third person there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was some angel crazy. I heard that guy yep. had a six pack. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was shredded. <laughs> Dean's like, just give us some time. And then she says the thing that you talked about earlier during the synopsis. Yeah. yeah. She says to Dean, why should we give you anything after everything you have taken from us? The very touch of you corrupts. When Castiel first laid a hands on you in hell, he was lost. Woo! 
Incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty good. Yep. And then Cass tries to step in, and Hester starts beating the shit out of him, and she yep. says, no more promises, no more madness, no more new gods. No more new gods. Yeah. Yeah. She's so mad. It's fair. It's you fair that she's this will. mad. Now I'm yeah. making the choices. And this is where Anais is like, please, there's so few of us left. And then, yeah, yeah. she says that really good line also. Uh, and then Meg does the does the Anakin Skywalker thing of stabbing him, stabbing her <laughs> from behind. It's like someone had to. Yeah. This is why it's good to have someone who isn't like, who isn't good aligned around. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's yeah. got to stab people. Yeah. Uh, the reason the very touch of you corrupts line is so good is because it's like so in line with like the homophobic family who's like, well, you made him gay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If Cass had never met Dean, he would still be a normal little angel and everything would be good. But then you had to come along and be in hell and have a rescue mission and because mm -hmm. of your destiny. And now Cass has done all these things that led to him becoming God and then going crazy. And now look at this. Um, to, to reference what I was saying earlier, there's a great bit in Star Wars The Clone Wars where this guy is like, ha you can't touch me, you're like, uh, you're gonna have to bring me in and then I can get out of this through legal means, etc. And Anakin just stabs him in the back and is like, what, it's normal to do this. Yeah. Totally normal things to do uh -huh. Skywalker. Well, he was a bad guy, I killed him, what? Total normal Anakin moment. And like the Imperial March. As bad as I am. No, I the, don't think so. Yeah, the Imperial March plays a little bit when he does it too. It owns and rocks. It's one of my favorite parts it of that rules. show. I love Star Wars: The Clone Wars. It's a good show. Stay Sometimes. tuned in three years for Star Wars: The Clone Wars podcast. <laughs> no. I know I've made this joke before. Actually, just go listen to a more civilized age. They're smarter than us. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, there doesn't need to be another Clone Wars podcast. Just listen to those guys. We steal like Ash and I steal like half of our jokes from them anyway. <laughs> true <laughs> um all right so anias like is is just chill with this <laughs> like she was gonna kill him yeah to. it's like these are strange times Cass says i think they've always been it's like i wish you'd come with us anias has such a crush uh-huh <laughs> the transcript spells his name wrong except when it's in dialogue does it interesting yes oh in dialogue, when Cass says his name, it's I-N-I-A-S, but the um, dialogue tag for when he's speaking says I-N-A-I-S. Huh. Every time. Like, come Interesting. On. Anyway, I mean... Kevin has really cute handwriting when we see him. Kevin has one of those, like, those, those like, school journal things with the, with the black and white cover. Yeah. Yeah. Shoutouts. Um, so, yeah, they have the, the magic prophecy thing. It's like, gotta get the bone. Gotta bone the dick. Stop. Dean can Dean. Dick can only be killed by boning. Uh-huh. So Sam's like, well, we need the blood of a fallen angel, and Cass is a little like, hey, I'm here. Always he happy goes, to well, bleed for the Winchesters. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, Winchester's plural. All right. Mm -hmm. One second and ago, you were like, I don't care when Sam is sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, right. Also, and the uh, the Anias and his boys take Kevin away, Um, and Meg has, like, after, after killing... I love this. After killing Hester, Meg just <laughs> Meg just gets out of there. She just books it. She's like, I don't want to be around yeah. for this. She's like, bye. I love how Cass holds out. Again, I love it when Cass is an angel. He holds out a bottle in his hand, and then when he hands it over, it's full of blood. Yeah. No um, cutting on the palm like a smart guy. 
And then the uh, the detective who was looking for him is revealed to, of course, be a Leviathan and kills the angels. And then, uh oh, and it's Edgar. Mm-hmm. He goes, good. "Rock beats scissor, Leviathan beats angel." Uh huh. So stupid. I love it. It's pretty yucky. He like sticks his hand inside yeah. him to kill them. They get like like all the like dark like corruption and start like bleeding like oil goop. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The like angel like raises his hand to do angel shit and it doesn't even do anything. Like he can't even do it. Yeah, I mean, I guess God made the Leviathan before he even made angels. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were the piranhas that would eat the whole petri dish. Yep, it's true. And that's the episode. I just blended two different metaphors from the show, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, nothing much broadly to talk about thematically here because this is gonna flow right into the next one. We talked about all the good angel <laughs> stuff already. Um, so actor facts. Uh. Kevin was played by Osric Chow, as said. Cool name, by the way. Osric's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Who was also Leon in Mr. French Taste. Uh, Jinji Chen in Halo, Forward Unto Dawn. Charles Xi in Blood and Water. Himself in Kings of Khan. Uh, yeah. Vogel oh, yeah. in Dirk Gently. Ryan in The Flash. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of characters in the parody show, The Hillywood Show, including Sam Winchester. <laughs> we might have to Incredible. watch that. Yeah, I remember that. There's... There is something in the fucking water. Uh, Roscoe is played by Bob Fraser, who was Eddie in Cold Squad, uh, John Roburn in Safe Haven, Godfrey in Mech X4, Sorcerer in Reboot the Guardian Code, the protagonist of the movie The Canon, and Albin Hart in Motherland Fort Salem. I don't remember who Roscoe... Roscoe was one of the demons, He's one of the demons? Yeah, okay. One of those trucker demons, I guess. Um, I was about to say, I don't actually know who Roscoe was. Uh, Kevin's mom was played by Kyra Ledeo, who was, uh, Tai Tai in Sagwa, the Chinese Siamese cat, which I watched the shit out of when I was a kid. Um, oh my god, I think I recognize this. Oh my god, I, same, I think. Yeah, this, this, I remember that being a fun show. Um, and, uh, Peggy Tran in Just Cause. Sagwa was, like, the Dora the Explorer for, like, Chinese Americans being like, hey kids, Chinese people exist. Mm-hmm. It was a cute show. Yeah, it was super I cute. I remember it. Um, all right. Yeah, uh, that's the episode. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk about the next one. There will be blood. Episode 22, There Will Be Blood, was unsurprisingly written by Andrew Dobb and Daniel Laughlin and directed by Guy Norman B. Uh, Our cold open is a woman interviewing Dick about his new acquisition of Sucrecorp. Dick is his usual smiling villain metaphor self. Uh, Susan brings in the case with the word of God on it and tells Dick that Kevin is down in the conference room and he orders her to get the journalist replaced. Downstairs, Kevin is tied to a chair with Edgar sitting at the table with him. Dick wants him to read the tablet and is willing to give him a letter of recommendation uh, to to Princeton and also to not kill his mom. Uh, with the boys, they're basically trying, they basically can't figure out what the tablet's contents are supposed to mean. Bobby shows up to talk to Dean. He thinks that the other types of blood they need is from Crowley and from an alpha. This may present a problem because as far as Dean and Sam know, they were all killed in season six. They summon Crowley and he tells them that the alpha vampire is still kicking and he knows where to start looking for him. He also promises to give some of his blood after the boys get all the other ingredients. Dean and Sam are afraid that Bobby is going to go vengeful spirit. They head to a gas station to get some food and notice that all the people in there are really out of it. Sucrecorp and all the high fructose corn syrup 
is turning all the people into those like brainless you know mindless zombies uh so know that so now dean and sam can't eat well basically anything that isn't a fresh fruit or a vegetable uh, although if I were Dick, I would also put the stuff in the soil or in the pesticides or something like that to make fresh food. Not that safe. takes more oh, well. long to do, though, right? Because it would have to suffuse into the vegetables. Like you need another like season of farming. Probably you can just put it in the, the like the little misters that they have in grocery stores. Oh my god, you're so right. I guess so that's right. true. It depends how much you need, well, can... like how much of a concentration yeah. you need, and whether it'll get like washed off. But, yeah, but, not all produce but, yeah. it has those little showers, but um. I th I think putting the, it in the pesticide would help. No, it is very smart um, to do that. Mm -hmm. See, I could be I could be a supernatural. Literally, we villain. could team up. <laughs> um, so we cut to them outside the Alpha's house, and Bobby insists on going inside to check it out. He says it's empty, but there's something in there the boys have to see. Inside, they find three bodies uh, laid out on the table. Their faces are burned really badly. Uh, they notice a funky wall and start looking for some way to open it. They do, and there's a little bedroom inside and a teenager sitting in there. This is Emily, and she's one of the Alpha's quote-unquote special girls. He kidnapped her when she was young, and she's been here ever since. Apparently, virgins are a delicacy. She agrees to help them find the Alpha. Uh, back at the Alpha's mansion, another one of the vampires comes in and notices that Emily is gone. Then Edgar shows up and Vulcan mind melds, to Vulcan mind melds the vampire to find out where the Alpha is. And then eats him, of course. Uh, Dean and Sam are about to head to a morgue to find some dead man's blood, but then they realize that all of the walking and talking people here have vamp poison in their blood, and they're so blissed out that they won't care if you jab them. So they find some guy sitting on a bench and take his blood. They literally just they fucking figure steal out where his the blood. They do just steal his blood. Um, <laughs> they figure out where the Alpha's retreat is with Emily's help and check into a motel. They leave Emily and the flask there, and Sam leaves Emily with Jody's number. Once they're gone, Emily throws the number in the fire and pulls out a cell phone. She calls the Alpha and lets him know that she's sending the boys over. Uh, Bobby sees Dick on the TV and gets mad. So Dean and Sam walk up to the house and find an open door. They're immediately attacked by a vampire and kidnapped. At the motel, Bobby gets really mad about Dick and possesses a maid so that he can get his hands on the guy. So that he can go and attack Dick, essentially. Uh, Dean, Dean and Sam are brought to the his Alpha, where they try and... Stop. <laughs> where they try and convince him that the Leviathan are po poisoning the vampires on purpose, and they tell him that they need his blood for the weapon. The Alpha doesn't really believe them and sends them to a locked room because Edgar has arrived. Edgar, of course, knows Demon Sam are there, and the Alpha confronts him about the whole poison thing, and Edgar owns up to it. The poison also kills any other monsters that feed on humans. They, of course, get into a fight about it, but Sam and Dean save him and cut off Edgar's head. They're about ready to fight the Alpha too, but he agrees to give them his blood. They take one of the other children in the manor with them, as well as the cup of blood. And when they get back to the motel, they find it busted up from Bobby's escape. Unfortunately, they can't get after him because they have bigger fish to fry, namely getting Crowley's blood to kill Dick. And we end the episode with Dick summoning Crowley to talk to him. Yeah. It's one of my faster synopses. Sorry about your uh, soup. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um... I love that they bring the alpha vampire back just to kind of job some more and then also like kind of imply that he's a pedophile. That's great. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally a great thing to do with one of the very few black characters in this show. And he's so cool. Like this actor in, in the shout out to this actor for still nevertheless, like despite being in this lame little room with two children and not like full of sick vampire bros like in Blade, he is still like absolutely magnetic. He is still like. Uh -huh. the 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 person leading the scene in a big way like yeah. he's doing a very good he's job playing an scenery. ancient vampire 
There's like there's a bit where he talks about like crossing like like surviving ice ages and stuff like that as a way to imply that like he's like vampires might be older than humans or like as old as humans. Humans are like what like four hundred thousand years old or something like that. Mm. I don't know, but I like I like at least a couple ice ages. I like the idea of vampires being a thing going all the way back to like monkey like proto humans like just vampire monkeys. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah like skinning an animal and dyeing its its uh its skin red to have your cool monkey vampire cape. <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. He's very good. There's like a there's like a kind of restraint yeah. to him. He feels mm -hmm. like he's like always holding back. It's really cool. He's uh um is it Tremere? I think it's the Tremere that I'm thinking of. There's a clan of vampires in uh Vampire the Masquerade that are like uh extremely the, the like Dracula style, like very erudite. Um oh no, I'm thinking of La Sombra, I think. Uh point is, yeah, yeah, Shadowy Predators and Ruthless Social Climbers, they're like the CEO vampires, basically. Um and are very like I, I always like the kind of vampire that's like masking the beast within behind this like very like fancy erudite type type of guy mm -hmm. but uh yeah we'll talk more about those scenes in details when they come up but for now shall we go chronologically sure mm -hmm. my first note is guy fieri <laughs> oh yeah he'll that's have... two lines down for me <laughs> yeah chef fieri apparently got guy! guy fieri has been leviathan um my first note is that it's interesting that um dick roman's primary um industries are the defense sector and agriculture uh-huh like he has also, the army and the food yep that's uh, i was gonna say homestuck handshake supernatural doing weird shit with guy fieri <laughs> it's true it's true it's unavoidable guy fieri is just so cool um so then dick my next goes note is hello this... but i don't know what it's in reference to <laughs> Dick gives this whole um, speech about how pumping sweeteners into our system will make us healthier because we're delivering all American product. America's for go-getters. We need you just as healthy as you can be. Um, whatever. And, and like as he's giving this whole like patriotic little speech about American health, we see a bunch of like overweight people eating. Ha-ha. Um, and then and he says something about, like, what keeps Americans living longer and tasting better. She's like, you mean to say the food will be tasting better. And he gives, like, this shit-eating grin to the, smile, to the camera and goes, you, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Whatever. So it is very funny. It's a funny parody of, like, the sort of uh, uh, spin that corporations will, will do. It's like, oh, yeah, the sugar is good for you because it's pure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No GMO in my salt. <laughs> like that uh -huh. post, it's like, salt isn't an O, it has no G's to M. Yes, I was literally thinking about the same post. Anyway, I was glad to see Susan again. Yeah, shout out to Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi. Um, I like the corporate speak that Dick and Susan go through. Put a replace order on Gloria is so funny. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, he's like, do we still need a representative in mainstream media? <laughs> And he says, Wunderbar. And then they call Chef Fieri to cook her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like barbecue. They're so weird. I'm trying to remember if Guy Fieri is known for his barbecue. It's been too long since I've watched any Kitchen Network. I think he's probably just, like, the biggest 
cook name. I guess you could say. Gordon I'm pretty sure Ramsay. he's a barbecue guy because he's like a big American chef and like the the actual thing that America can can say for the the like world cuisine is having really good barbecue. That's true. Bobby okay. Flay. Uh, yeah, he's in also... Barbecue Hall of Fame. I don't know if that's an official thing or just the headline here, but um, it probably yeah, he's he is associated with barbecue. Okay. Okay. Good to know. I don't watch a lot of his like regular cooking shows. Just a lot of diners, drive-ins, and dives. So then they meet Kevin. They go because because he's kidnapped. Yeah, poor Kevin. Dick wants him to read the no, word. It's such a bad day. What's that say, Kev? He's oh. so. They do Edgar the carrot and the stick thing, the and then just like cuts him free, which is fun. Yeah, classic. Yeah, Kevin starts like crying, and Dick's like, "Hey, don't scare the guy, Edward." Edgar, Edward, Edward. what the fuck? <laughs> They do the carrot with the stick thing of like, I'll get you into Princeton with uh with a letter of recommendation. Also, I have your mom. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun because like he's so casual about it. He's like, Edgar, is that live feed up yet? And he's like, of course. And turns on the screen of someone has a knife to Mrs. Tran's throat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You drive a hard bargain, he's like, kid. <laughs> yeah, I think this negotiation is concluded. Um, they. It's, it's, it's... They make a Dean Playboy joke here. Yeah, I I want to yeah. talk about this line because it's uh -huh. not just a Dean Playboy joke. Yeah. Dean is looking over the notebook of the translation, right? And he goes, okay, I have read this more times than the Playboy I found in Dad's Duffel, which is like a fun little glimpse into the discovery of sexuality in their childhoods. Um, and Sam says a name that I assume is the woman in that Playboy. Um, um, yeah, Anna Nicole, she was a, uh, she was a, like, quite uh, uh, prolific... Uh, Playboy model, and then went on to be a model for various fashion companies. Um, she famously uh, uh, died very young. She was 39. Right. So they make comments about that, but the joke is that they're both reminiscing about this one porn mag. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I don't know, something there about the... like the, It's like the same style of joke as when they were like, oh, we've all had sex with... What's her name? Yeah. Anna. Yeah, it's, I don't know. And this is the same episode of this father figure is, you know, f paralleled against, like, sexually assaulting these kids. Like, I'm not saying they're yeah. making that claim about John. It's just, like, there sure is sexuality tied up to the family idea in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. Like, it's played for laughs, but I can definitely, like, see thinking about it. Um... Anyway, Bobby is watching them as this happens. He's like, hmm. And then the next scene, Dean's brushing his teeth, and Bobby comes and talks to him in the bathroom. The it's mirror so gets all fogged up. It doesn't look very good. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. But it's fun that Bobby's like a scary ghost now. Uh-huh. He's got his pale makeup on. Sickos. Dean's like, shouldn't you be saving your strength? He's like, for what? My He says, I'm in the veil. My Brad Pitt days are over. Yeah. Um... Yeah, this is where Bobby's like, you gotta bleed an alpha. Uh, Dean's like, I get it. Bobby gets mad. The mirror cracks. <laughs> like, relax, I'm fine. Just got a little carried away. I, I Dean, now... Dean goes out and goes, little FYI, Bobby's officing out of the John these days. Oh, <laughs> uh -huh, that's funny. <laughs> Which is really funny. Um... I with the with this in the next episode, I now do see what you mean, Emma, about like Dean's relationship to Bobby. It is it is different here than it was previously. Like he is he is more uh uh not receptive 
he is less willing to think about the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll keep all of my emotions right here, and then one day I will die. Yep. Um, my friends died in a horrible barn accident. <laughs> Dean <laughs> is watching the uh, the thing. The the sorry, Sam is watching the Secret Corp ad. Um, they talk about him requiring Secret Corp. Corn. They talk about corn syrup. Dean's like, I oh, know it's in my pie. Bastards. Yeah. Um. Sam. Uh. Dean says, "What can oh, we Crowley do about it?" Up. Sam has a line where he goes, "Short of going Al Qaeda on their trucks and plants, there's nothing we can do about it." Mm, I don't like that line. Yep. Yeah. It's appropriate to the time. Yeah. That's for the the <laughs> U.S. soldiers watching this show. <laughs> They're still here. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they're going to have a rude awakening next season. Yeah, Crowley shows up. Yeah, Crowley. Um. so I have a question. This okay. feels like a big loophole. I Not this right now, but, but the summoning at the end. Mm-hmm. If you can just summon demons into a devil's trap, couldn't you just kill every demon? Just like methodically, you just well, keep you, summoning demons you, you, into devil's traps? Summoning specific demons is harder. Also, probably though, you can summon a crossroads demon. Yeah, just put a just put demon you're summoning. Put a devil's trap at the crossroads and then just keep summoning demons and just kill them all. Problem solved. Well, maybe <laughs> because we did have Dean summon a crossroads demon and then trick her into walking into the trap. Um mm-hmm. so maybe if they see the devil's trap, they won't come to the summoning. But but yeah. Crowley like for, for like specifically I'm saying for a crossroads summoning, which is different. Mm. Right, I guess well, the crossroad. Still a crossroads I guess the crossroad demon do get to get to choose exactly where they appear, so they could avoid the thing. But like, I, I guess if it's hard to summon an individual demon, if you need to know their like true name and shit and everything, like, sure, okay, fine, I'll accept. I'll yeah. accept that. They they probably do need something specific, um, about Crowley. They, I don't think they know his. Tr- Wait, yes, they do because they yeah, found his grave. They, they found his son um, and everything. Oh yeah, so they they know about his true name, so maybe that's what it is. Um, and it's also like I don't know whether or not they're actually like compelled to show up because Crowley takes his dear sweet time, but he also says that Dick had him in a devil's trap. So is it like you're in the queue? <laughs> <laughs> he heard the phone call, but he was in jail. Yeah, like I'll get to it. If you um, are a demon and you don't want to be summoned, can you stick yourself in a devil's trap and just have a friend let you out when you're no longer being summoned? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on well, vacation. Does, how long does the summoning stick? You just send out like one of those automatic emails like when you're <laughs> Auto on reply. vacation at work. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm in a devil's trap. I'll get back to you. <laughs> don't think about the metaphysics of Supernatural too hard. So we cut to Kevin and uh, Dick, and he's translating the thing because he agreed because he doesn't want his mom to get killed. Does anything happen in this scene? No. Okay. There's some bracing, yeah, bracing pros, pros you're putting down there, Kevin. <laughs> Rinson will be lucky to have you. Yeah. Um. Then Crowley hangs out with the boys. He's like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. all for chopping Dick. But I can't have you running around with my blood, so get back to me when you're done with the rest of the stuff. Which is honestly pretty fair, but also extremely Crowley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I... Okay, let's just say this right now. I think I missed something with this in the next episode. Because there's two bones, and one of them, Crowley double-crosses yeah, the them. Th- the other but one how is did... a decoy. So did he or did Crowley he not double-cross them? 
I think he triple crossed. He, he, he double crossed Dick. Yeah. He did double cross Dick. Yes. Because I thought the thing was Dean stabbed him with the bone and it wasn't didn't work because it didn't have Crowley's blood. It had the blood from the other demon that Crowley substituted in. But No, it was just a different bone because they knew they wouldn't be able to get him unless he was distracted. But why wouldn't but if he stabbed him with the regular with the actual bone, wouldn't it have just worked? He didn't stab him with the real Well, it wasn't the actual bone. It was probably a different person's bone. No, but I mean if the first bone that he stabbed oh, him with was the real bone, wouldn't true. he would have just exploded? Yeah, it's not the real bone. It's a decoy. No, why it's saying What I'm saying, Ash, is why do you need a decoy? That's true. That's, That's true. literally that just plot reasons. You're so right. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Because I thought what it was is that Dean, they, they had the two bones because they had a backup bone. But I was like, how'd they get Crowley's blood from him? Or did they get blood from somebody else? No, they do have real, they have a decoy literally just to confuse the audience. Not for any actual, like, they are going to need it's it. But in fairness, they didn't know they wouldn't need it. It is stupid. Like, it makes sense from a planning, for the, the, okay, the character's planning to have a decoy makes sense. Using the decoy doesn't make sense is the problem here. Okay. I mean, yeah, it would have like, worked. It would have been one thing if they had tried to stab him with the decoy and it didn't, and like he grabbed yeah. it and broke yeah. it. Yeah. But they actually managed to stab him with yeah. it. Yeah. And that's why it's like stupid. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. So they, he's, okay. It's stupid. Okay. Whatever. No, you're right. It's hard to follow because it's bad writing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did I miss something? Did they like secretly bleed Crowley at some point? But, but no. no. So, okay. Crowley never betrayed them. All right. Because it's very, it's hard, kind of hard to follow, like, who is Crowley double-crossing? Which is, like, I'm fine with that. That's good. Like, I like when Crowley is being a little asshole and is like, can you trust me? I don't know. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff in the scene that's like, can you trust me? Haha, I'm Crowley. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> sneaky little British guy. He's Scottish, actually. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he doesn't You're want right. to know that. He wouldn't go, I'm a sneaky little Scottish guy. Uh, anyway. I like the way he goes, like, happy trails and just vanishes. Yeah. Also very funny how he's like, oh, unless, of course, Crowley. you have an angel up your sleeve. That one's going to be uh -huh. the hard one. They're like, no, nope, we don't have any angels. We've never met an angel in our lives. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's an angel? So... Um, and then he, in an extremely extra way, burns where the alpha vampire oh is God. onto the table. It's great. Burns I love it onto him. onto the table just for fun, just for the drama. What an asshole. For it's the so love dramatic. of the game. I love... I love the spooky fire spelling out some hodunk town in North Dakota. Like, it's so, so supernatural. It's so supernatural. Also, he says that there's still an alpha among us. And I did a little... Among us? I did a little doodle. There's a little little tiny crewmate in my notes. Uh, they talk about Bobby. Dean's like, he said he never felt stronger and sounds like, uh-oh. Yeah. They kind of just repeat the conversation from earlier. They no. they do they do kind of reference the fact that Sam felt different about this. Yeah. Dean goes, yeah, well the lore sucks. Mm-hmm. Me about supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, while they're at this gas and sip in the background sorry, I'm going to sound insane for a minute, but I promise this is real. Um oh, in the background there's a sign for Margie Kugel's brand of beer, um, which is not a real brand of beer. It was made up by oh, shit, I forget who. Um, it was, well, let me just look it up. I thought the thing you were going to talk about is the guy that's, like, endlessly pouring mustard on his hot dog. No. I love that guy. Shout out. Okay, Jerry Wanek. I found it. Um, 
name is the production designer who named this beer after his mother. Um, uh-huh. And so it often shows up in the background of scenes about family. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Surprisingly deep. Yeah. There's like a bunch of beer symbolism like this, but this is one of the examples I actually know. Wow. Fuck. We've been missing the beer symbolism. Shit. Symbolism in my supernatural? Yeah. There's, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a specific one that's like, um, represents unreality. Huh. And that one's in the finale, just by the way. Hehe. <laughs> El Sol. Finale of this season? No, no, in the finale finale. Oh, the, the final finale finale, okay. It was, oh, okay, so remember the beer ad that had, like, the girl who was in Dean's gin dream? Uh-huh. Yes. That's El Sol beer, which is used in moments of lying or illusion. Um, oh, my God. And he's drinking mm. it in the finale. Just for no fucking reason. Hosts that make you go, hmm. I don't know enough about the Winchesters lore yet to, like, have anything intelligent to say about that, but, hmm. Mm. <laughs> the super... Oh, hang on. There's, like, a discourse about this. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. The Supernatural Wiki, it, in a way, very similar to the Star Wars Wiki having an entry on breasts. The Supernatural Wiki has an entry on beer. Beer seasons all seasons created by humans use to get drunk to celebrate to ease stress powers none location slash status on earth incredible we did it guys we saved the world hunters are known for drinking beer to ease worry to celebrate or simply to drink beers are regularly bought in six packs very few hunters like Garth Fitzgerald IV struggle to consume more than a bottle and many hunters have been shown to develop a high tolerance for alcohol Beer has not played a major role in the series. The amount a person drinks can indicate how bad they feel emotionally. Hunters don't all stick to drinking beer and may switch over to wine, depending on the availability. This is so cute. I love... Like, if you were an alien trying to write fan yes, fiction. Yes, I was about to say, I love wiki articles that are written like, as if they're by aliens. <laughs> I want to know which hunter gets wine drunk, hello? <laughs> yeah, there's no cetaceans in this, in this uh, article. Beer is on Earth. I Citation needed. Get wine drunk. Uh, anyway, they go to the vampire mansion, which is a nice house, and find the bodies laying out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you found discourse about beer. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to elucidate us? Post. It's ex- apparently extremely long, so okay, I did not read then. all of it now. But can yeah. can Reeves? I think, a, <laughs> I think it's someone like being. Oh, it's someone being like someone red stringing it. Yeah, I like the finale fine, and this uh, analysis is, leads to wrong conclusions. Okay. My brother in Christ, we're talking about supernatural. Uh, Calm down. Uh, yeah, there's like thousands of words on this subject in this post. Keanu Reeves cyberpunk avatar guide image. I ain't reading all that. I'm happy for you, though. We're sorry that happened. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. The point is, Margie Googlebeer appears in family scenes. Uh-huh. So it's nice that it's here where they're talking about Bobby. Um. Mm-hmm. I like how jacked up these dead vampires look, because, like, clearly they were drinking, uh-huh. like, people's blood. Because it's, like, coated, coating their face, but it's, like, this, like, grungy, acidic goo residue. Yeah. Yucky. Uh-huh. Dean says, you know how to kill a vamp with battery acid? Yeah. And they've just been, like, laid out. Uh, so they go looking for secret <laughs> passages, and, of course, there's one in the bookshelf behind a copy of To Serve Man. Wait, this is a Twilight wait, Zone reference. we forgot. Go back. In okay. the, um, in the gas and sip, when... They're figuring out what they can eat. 
Um, Dean co- is complaining, of course, about how he's gonna have to survive on, like, health food, quote-unquote health food. Um, and he says he's gonna go into toxic shock. He needs his road Wins food. Wins for trans Dean, I guess. Exactly. I, w- I couldn't let that one slide. Alright, go okay. back to the vampires. He says, oh, this one's natural, that means it's safe, right? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, back to the vampires. To serve man. How to serve men, uh-huh. which is funny. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I thought at first that it said how to serve men, which is even funnier. But how to serve men is still really good. Fucking Hannibal ass. Is this is this how obscure is this reference to you, Tail? It's a reference. I never watched the Twilight Zone. Okay, yeah. There's a there's a very a there's a very famous episode of the Twilight Zone called To Serve Man, where aliens show up on Earth. In fact, it's actually very Leviathans. Aliens show up on Earth, and they're like, "We're gonna make everything better for you." Uh, and they start fixing all the problems of the Earth, and they have this book that says "To Serve Man." And then at the end of the book, it reveals that it's a cookbook. There's a very famously, is it William Shatner in that episode? Because there's so a very fun. famous delivery of like, "It's a cookbook! It's a cookbook!" I think it's Shatner who does that. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, hold on, I have to. The, the reveal is that yeah, they're they're turning humanity into like a herd population to eat, just like the Leviathans are doing. That's fun. It's like that Adam Tot Rapture comic. Sorry for spoiling the punchline of it. Oh no, it's not William Shatner. It's uh probably Lloyd Bachner. Anyway, yeah. Famous famous Twilight Zone episode. That's really funny. But uh yeah, the vampires have a sense of humor, obviously, and like old uh spec fic TV shows. <laughs> um so yeah. Uh Shadows okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is this? I assumed that this creepy girl is a vampire, but I guess that may be not true. No, what did y'all think not. about that? No, vampires can't drink each other. She's not. They would know. They did not test her at all, though. She totally could have been. That's true. Sorry, Emma. They what did you say about why vampires can't what? Can't drink from each other. So like, but does she he drink from lying, her though? Yes, that's, that's the whole what she point. Says. According to her, like well, she could be lying. They did not test her at all. She could straight up just yeah. be lying. But they're like, oh, a little girl. Of course, she's not lying to us. She's like twenty. I kind of way. assumed. I kind of assumed this is the classic like creepy little girl vampire, and she's just been waiting here as a trap for them. She does kind of give off creepy little girl vampire uh-huh. vibes, but I think it's just like she's just a creepy little girl who hangs out with vampires. Maybe. Yeah, she's just a creepy little prey girl. I'm going to. Be generous. I'm go- I'm going to to attempt because I think the alpha vampire is really cool. I'm going to say that this is his adopted vampire daughter and not his food. <laughs> I like that better. It's still bad because it means that he turned a little girl into vampire and is like, I'm gonna this little girl is my kid now. But you know he's an evil vampire. That's fine. I would prefer that <laughs> than praying on the children. weird like my my daddy is also going to eat me vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's. The vibes are 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 random. Also, and she's like so. I do, I do. She's like so evil. Also, when she reveals that that she betrayed them, so like vampire vibes. Yeah. Um. They do rescue that kid though, and he's not a vampire. So shrug. Yeah. On the she's not a vampire side. Um. What she tells them about not being a vampire is that um she doesn't eat food. She only gets IV bags so that her blood will be pure. Um. I guess nutritionally that probably does work, but why would that help with purity? Like, you're just getting the food of whoever you're getting blood from. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're not, like, getting low cholesterol because you're having... Like, what? Baffling. Like, very creepy concept. Doesn't make any sense. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Makes no damn sense. Compels me, though. 
No, it's the exact opposite of that. <laughs> Compels me, though. Makes no damn sense. I don't know. Part of me also, like, it feels like she wouldn't necessarily maybe know. Like, they wouldn't tell. It's weird that she knows that, like, oh, yeah, I'm a delicacy. They keep me here because. No, I feel like she's, she's, like, the kind of situation where, like, they're always like, oh, you're so special. Maybe. I don't know. I like to think that she's a vampire and is lying to them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, she she does all the exposition. She's like, what's a phone? And Dean's like, that's uh, that's Sam's douche tracker. <laughs> or is his laptop? No, it's his phone. Yeah, it's his phone. It's his phone. I thought yeah. at first that the vampires had fed on Leviathans by mistake, but I guess that would be a hard mistake to make. <laughs> no, he's put, put in the, putting poison in the water and making the vampires gay. Yeah, he's, he's poisoning their prey instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this vampire and Edgar have yeah. a little showdown. Um, vampire goes, Edgar go to hell. Him. Edgar goes, no, my neighborhood's worse than that, which is fun. It's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Edgar absolutely destroys this man. And yeah, he does the Vulcan v- Vulcan mind meld, as you said. It's cool, yeah. like echoes in his head. Also, this is where uh, this is where Hank Green lives. This is the didn't Hank Green do like a TikTok about them going to Missoula yeah. and it like yeah. not looking like Missoula at all? That's funny. I'm trying to remember if I've ever been to Missoula. No, I have not been to Missoula, but Missoula is part of the inland Pacific Northwest like geography wait. Like, thing that I was taught in middle school. Is it? I thought. Wait, it's. Montana is the Missoula floods. Mm, okay. Yeah, the floods that came from Missoula that like washed whole, like throughout the entire inland Pacific Northwest. That's why our landscape looks like oh, it is, is because it was carved. Yes, by yes, floods. yes. Sorry, I now see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've seen pictures of Missoula, Montana, and I am cr- Hank Green is correct. <laughs> it's not Damn, fucking Montana's like this. really big. It is, and there's nothing in there. I didn't realize. Wait, where did the Idaho is such a weird shape. Why is Idaho? Why isn't? Uh, never mind. <sighs> Idaho is a very weird shape. America, you're weird. We don't talk about Idaho. Let's dissolve the band. Move to Idaho. <laughs> We're not affiliated with him. Idaho. Anyway, they steal this man's blood. <laughs> yeah, they do. He's like, you guys are with the this. You said this was Hurricane for Hurricane Katrina, Katrina, right? right? They did not say anything do, of the short. So I do I like that, that they like start to do their whole song and dance, and then it's like, wait, no, we could just do it. This guy isn't gonna care, which is like jacked up but like it's crazy they're like oh finally we get to just fucking steal people's yeah brains. that's the that's the thought what? i was having is like they're like man this is convenient which is like mess which is which is messed up but also kind of funny honestly it's just an exaggeration yeah. of the way they already view quote unquote exactly stupid. exactly it's like we don't like, have to do the song stupid. and dance like way. yeah we just have to lie mm-hmm. to them enough to get them to, to cooperate yep like i said this show doesn't care about anyone that isn't directly instrumental mm-hmm um, like the boy they rescue, I don't think even uh, has any lines. He says Edgar's here. Right. Okay. He has one line. Yeah, that's why he came into the room. Yeah. Yeah. And his name is Alan. He's named and he has a singular. Sure. Line. Also, they steal this guy's blood out of the back of his hands, like where an IV yeah. goes in, not where blood draws get taken out. Very weird decision. Mm. You're not even. People don't know where to sleeve. do it. You've never gone to a blood draw. I guess you know what. It's You'd hard to find a vein. Sam and Dean. Do you know how? Sorry, I'm gonna say something really dark. Do you know how many botched lethal injections there are because no one knows how to find a vein? It's it's a terrifying statistic if you look for it. Great. Anyway, Sam and Dean don't just know how hi- to draw blood just hire because a they can't donate blood because they are both gay. Oh, the American Medical Institution forbids uh uh people for forbids like medical practitioners to involve themselves in the practice of lethal injections. Huh? Huh? 
Yeah, their doctors are never because they do it right. I, what the fuck? The the American Medical Association is uh 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 what's the word? Oh, are they like doctors shouldn't kill people? Is that the logic? Yeah, exactly. They're like they're, I know they're it's the do no harm. Maybe you should opposed. be killing people. <laughs> what the fuck? That's like oh no, you're too holy. You're you're a doctor. Uh, only I get to kill people. Like wh- huh huh? Wait, who's the I here? Whoever isn't a doctor, I guess. Well, no, it's not the, the the American government doesn't forbid doctors from doing it. Associations of doctors refuse to do it. Oh, I see. That's a little bit better than what I thought. And was it's going against on, the rules so for weird. other healthcare practitioners because it's the whole like do no harm yes. deal. <laughs> doing a lethal injection is by very definition uh-huh. doing harm. They are they are morally opposed sense. to yeah. the idea of using drugs to kill people. Okay. So you don't have to have, like, an actual phlebotomist. You can just have somebody who's taken a phlebotomy class. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's the, the right, that's the word for it, right? A that's why, that's why not everyone botches it, but a lot of the time it's just, like, prison, like, not prison guards, but, like, it's just people who work for the prison. Okay. I know, like, the yep. lives of death row prisoners are already, yep. like, reduced. It's just shocking. Though. A lot of prisons what figure out if, wait, what, what chemicals you... to buy by Googling it. What what does a botched lethal injection entail? Um, you want to know? How, no, how about we look that up on our own time? It's okay, bad. Yeah. Wyatt, send it to me. Send it to me. I want to know. Hey, I'm trying to radicalize all our listeners into becoming prison abolitionists if they're not already. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you better be a prison abolitionist. I'm just gonna sit on the. Anyway, I'm just gonna sit on this horrifying information I know, and I'll tell you when we're off the recording. <laughs> There's a bit uh, so yeah, they, they can't find blood. veins because it's hard. Yeah, while they're stealing his blood, or I guess right after they finish, um, a cop drives past and yes. starts honking or whatever. Um, but it turns out he was just like honking along to the song on the radio because he's also been corn syruped. Yeah, he's it's honking along to Why Can't We Be Friends. It's so funny. It's pretty funny. They're absolutely, they're absolutely zonked on the syrup. Yeah. Um, uh, to talk to this vampire girl some more. Um, yeah, they, they, the they, they do some, like, extremely quick math, because it's driving, and Dean knows how to driving math works. Um, uh-huh. But they're like, okay, well, if they went this fast, they couldn't have been more than this far. And it's like, that was extremely fast. They're really good at that. That's what I would do on road trips when I got bored, is um, try to do the mental math of how many hours it would be until we got there, based on the mile markers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like, okay, so, so we were driving for six, seven hours, probably... Uh, 45 miles per hour couldn't be more than 300, which is fun. Like, good for them. They're actually, like, doing mm-hmm. something clever. Um, so they get to the motel. Uh, they talk about Bobby some more. Um... <laughs> Hold on. Um, Dean, Sam says something about a monastery, and Dean s- calls it a monkey house, um, and, like, looks at Sam for his reaction, but he completely missed the joke. It's oh, just, a, yeah. like, a fun two-second bit. It's- it's a fucking bad joke, It's Dean. not a good joke, but it's sad that Sam uh-huh. missed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Bobby's mad because they're leaving him behind, uh, and then he gets to see Emily, like, like go mask off and, like, use the phone that they gave her to call Jody to call her dad. Uh, she looks so happy. She's like, ha-ha, I got him. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's like, why they are you a little a, schemer? A Kardashian joke also. Oh, yes. She's like, what's Kardashian? This is also, she knows how to use that phone. Earlier she pretended she doesn't know how phones work. And I know they gave it to her, but it's still like, yeah, I think she's a vampire. She's been fooling them. 
I mean, she's fooling them either way. I but... think that she just doesn't like, spend her entire life locked up in that exactly because she's a vampire because they let her go around and eat. Which people is so she's funny of her to just be like, I should pretend like to not know what a phone is. That will be funny. Uh-huh. It and she is also funny. pretends she doesn't know what Kardashians are, and Dean's like just another kind of bloodsucker. It's true. Rich people are bloodsuckers. I mean, we should acknowledge the misogyny here about like what particular yes. kind of rich person that they're targeting. But I mean, it's equal opportunity. They're D- Dick Roman is here also, who is like every <laughs> evil CEO. So whatever. It's true. He's just missing a handlebar mustache before he's like the cartoon uh-huh. version of every evil businessman. Um, Bobby's trying to break open the safe to get the to get the uh, flask, and uh, freaks out, and the maid's like, "Huh." What's going on? Yeah. Also, um, Gloria from earlier is on TV again, talking about Dick, and this time she's yeah. Leviathan, and we know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's go behind the scenes and answer the question everyone's been asking for months: What makes Dick so hard to beat? Uh huh. <laughs> so it's, stupid. The TV is like really shitty quality, also, and it's good. Um. So yeah, Bobby possesses the maid. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, Bobby's bad now. Joker fight Bobby. Bobby did something problematic. I like the May talking in Bobby's voice. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's like I just, I just, just need you a little while to like get the bastard as her voice. And we see uh, when when she looks in the mirror, we see Bobby, which is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the boys have attempted to get into the vampire's house, and they get nabbed and brought to our chief vampire boy. It's so. I don't know if they intended this. Or if they're just rolling with the punches. Because Dean's like, caught? do you have a better idea? I don't idea? think so. Because Dean's like, do you have a better idea? And and then we cut to them walking up to the door, and Dean's just going stupid, stupid, Yeah, stupid. they just walk in. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I so guess they're the expecting. the idea was to just walk yeah. in. Because they find an open door that is so obviously a trap. Yeah. There might as well be a fucking tripwire. Like, Hello? I want to think that it was, like, their plan to, like... Yeah, sure. Like, violence was plan B. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they talked to him. He's thirsty. He took their shit. Uh, he's like, I'm on good terms with, uh, with Dick. Um, I like that. I like... We see this in the next episode. I like that Dick's just, like, going around whining and dining other, like, scary factions and just being like, yeah, we'll work with you. And then obviously planning mm-hmm. on double-crossing them. Like, in the next episode, he tells Crowley, like, yeah, we'll give you Canada. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, initially he refused to work with Crowley at all, so. Yeah. He wanted to be the one to uh, instigate it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, mostly they just talk about that. And then the girl's like, or sorry, the kid, the boy's like, Edgar's here. Uh, and he's like, put him in the study. And Sam's like, no, wait. He's like, word of advice, boy. Word of advice, boys. Word of advice, boys. You do not live through centuries of fire and ice and continental divide by jumping to conclusions. Right, continental divide. I feel like humans aren't old enough to have been around for continental divide, which implies that vampires are like, I don't know, like, does he, how does, how did, where did he come from? Well, alphas are older. The timeline, right? Right. The time, yeah, because they're like the direct descendants of Eve. So right, but the implication from Castiel in the previous episode was that Eve was a human who ate the apple. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, maybe Eve wasn't like if monsters. Because well, if monsters, remember, we couldn't decide whether or not she was the Eve from yeah. the Garden of Evil Eden, or if she just decided to call herself that for the giggles. Yeah, I don't know. 
but considering the fact that she looks human right i think i think what god probably did is he set up a whole bunch of like little dolls and was like testing out the designs i mean but 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 we know that evolution happened yeah i don't know yeah like, it's weird that the monsters that apparently existed before humans like look like humans mm -hmm. whatever it doesn't matter they don't care it's it fine. is a cool line, even if it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, don't think about it. Just think about how cool the line um, is. Anyway, the alpha vampire is like, Edgar, I got Sam and Dean for you to eat. Uh, Dean's like, they got mm -hmm. Pac-Man and True Blood in the same room. I like the True Blood reference, particularly because that's like True airing right now. Funny. Yeah. It is very, yeah, it's very funny. Dean, you're so funny sometimes. Also, I, I do also like the, the alpha acting in this scene is just bad <laughs> mm. jared is just delivering lines at top volume i do also like that he's like so you want to stop our extermination hunters yeah, the guy says, who so kills us and dean's like the extermination of yeah. the vampire race and like particularly because vampires almost already got wiped out which is a fun mm -hmm. callback mm -hmm. um but yeah dean's like no but we don't want to go down with you yeah really good mm-hmm um, Dean has a secret syringe in his boot. Which is so fucking funny. That's so funny. That is so uh, funny. That's oh, a classic. but he didn't know about my boot syringe. They forgot to see, yeah. It, it truly, the, the, all, the alpha vampire just keeps taking L's here. It sucks. Yeah. Sam goes, Vamp tonight. And he goes, Friggin', friggin Vamp tonight. All we need is knives. Um. Oh yeah, this is interesting. The vampire's like, here's what I don't understand, Edgar. You are aware that your little additive has side effects, yeah? So Edgar's like, Dick warned you there might be kinks. He says, yes. Also, he said he'd be in touch. My children are in a panic. You don't call, you don't write, you don't send cookies. We're exactly on the list is fixing our plague. And then this is where Edgar goes mask off and is like, nowhere. We want to burn you like the little roaches you are. <laughs> yeah. Edgar's like, you know, we get, you just want you to lay down and die. Nothing personal or additive kills the wolves, too. The shifters and those disgusting little things that eat corpses. Anything with a taste for human, except us. Mankind's a limited resource, after all. And all like, the there are seven goes, billion yeah. of them. Only seven. Which is fun. Like, you could just eat us a little bit slowly, and we would uh -huh. make more of us. It's fine. We're yeah. a renewable resource. Yeah. Uh, the alpha's like, we come from you, barely. I am the son of Eve. A pathetic mutt, hardly one of us. That's where he does a, like, your mom joke. He goes, your mommy was a whore. What? Yeah. What a weird fucking yeah. thing to say. Why are yeah, we being it's... sexually shaming, like, uh-huh? She had all the kids. I don't it's know. It's so stupid. weird that monsters just have the same hang-ups as yeah. contemporary humans. Um, so yeah, the boys show up, they kill Edgar, rip to him. Uh, well, he'll be fine if they. Well, right, but they're like, take the head, and the, the, yeah, the implications the vampires him. got him handled. Yeah. Edgar's gone. It's okay, they're all uh, dead soon. So they're, they like, are like, yeah, we're taking this kid, and he's like, fine. And then he goes, see you next season. Which is so funny. Yes, I was literally like, hello? <laughs> the fourth wall, what's that? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even think he's coming back in season eight. No. Stupid. Sarah Gamble was like, here, Jeremy, yeah. take this. And he was like, I don't want it. Uh, and then they go home and they're like, Bobby's gone. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's like this uh, stupid expository dialogue first. I was about there's, to say, right, I forget. Yeah. This is the thing I was so complaining about earlier. So because they took earlier. the kid away, right, they, they've confiscated his prey. 
um, and they go to return him to his family or whatever. And so Dean goes, let's never do that again. Cops thought we took that kid. And Sam goes, as long as he gets back to his folks, I don't care what they thought. And Dean goes, we had to jump out a friggin' window. If you're not going to show us, then at least don't tell us every step. Like, people don't do that. They were both there. It's dumb. stupid. They could have just, like, it's not even a funny joke. They could have just been like, well, glad that kid's okay. Glad we took care of that. Um, yeah, and then they do a final, like, well, we got Crowley in our corner. What could possibly go wrong? Turns to look at the camera. Bad, stupid. Crowley is having a meeting with Dick. Yeah, but he is. Yep. Uh, which brings us right into the next episode. Yeah. I love Dick's little light-up devil's trap on the ceiling. <laughs> uh-huh. It's, it's so it's stupid. It's pretty good. I do like it. <laughs> I love it because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it matches the aesthetics of his office. It looks cool. Exactly. I really like the... It does look the, cool It's very Doom 2016 to me, the, like, uh, combination of, like, demonic imagery, but also, like, corporate offices. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. It's so over the top. Yeah. Um, This episode's fine. Yeah. It's... As, as, as far as, like, a lead-up to a season finale goes. That's fine. It doesn't really feel momentous it's just like well they gotta go get the vampire and then they do it i don't know mm-hmm. but i'm not expecting a lot from the show in general most of the time it is i don't know the lead-ups to the season i feel like this is the weakest lead-up to a season finale that we've gotten in the show um yeah whatever uh actor facts Emily was played by Lacey J. Maley, who was also Jean in Falling Skies, Sonia in the Romeo section, and Jess O'Brien in Chesapeake Shores. Gloria Jane, uh, I don't even remember who that was. Gloria. That's the maid. Uh, no, the it's maid. not. Louise is the no, maid. No, Gloria is the, no. The, um, r- reporter? I don't know, the TV personality. Oh, the yeah, TV the... lady, yeah. Was played by Aaliyah O'Brien, who was Holly Stewart and Rookie Blue, Regina in Bates Motel, Christine Rollins in Take Two, Sophie and Yumi Her, and Kayla in DC Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, taking another break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about final All right, uh, episode 23. Uh, which tab do I have the fucking thing open in? Fuck. Are you guys ready? Aww. Okay. Episode 23, Survival of the Fittest, written by Sarah Gamble and directed by Robert Singer. We open on Crowley being all grumpy about being captured where we left him last time. He and Dick have a chat over drinks. Dick wants to make a deal with the demons. He's going to give them Canada in exchange for Crowley fooling the boys and giving him the wrong blood, and Crowley seems to accept this. Meanwhile, the boys are driving. They want to find that righteous bone and hear on the news that Dick's at Sucrecorp. Bobby is lurking in the body he stole, and Dick and Crowley are going over the contract. The boys find their righteous bone in a nunnery crypt. When they try to summon Crowley for the ritual, he, of course, doesn't come uh, because he's locked in a devil's trap. They get a knock on their door, and oh, hey, it's Megan Castiel. Castiel went looking for Kevin and couldn't find him, so now they know the Leviathan's got him. Crowley finally shows up. He's quite mad about Megan Castiel being here, considering everything. Uh, and he's uh, bummed that he can't really get revenge on Cass while he's like this, because he wants Cass to be lucid so he can like know that he's like Crowley's mad at him. Uh, truly big X's energy here. Um, Crowley then just tells them straight up about Dick's offer and that the blood he's got is his real blood, but can they trust him? The answer is yes, I guess. 
The woman Bobby possessed breaks free for a moment, but he gets her back. And meanwhile, Dick knows Crowley screwed him and tells his assistant to go get something from the freezer. Um, meanwhile, Sam and Dean do the ritual with the blood mixture and the bone, but nothing seems to happen. Uh, Castile does give them ham sandwiches he made, though, which is very sweet. Uh, in the morning, Dick's assistant brings him that thing, which is his own severed arm. Um, and they mention preparing for the rest of the Leviathans visiting. Uh, meanwhile, Kevin steals a bobby pin and uses it to pick the lock to escape the room he's locked in. The Leviathans have their evil meeting uh, while Kevin overhears. Um, he's trying to get out of there, but of course runs into Dick's assistant in the hallway. Uh, we cut to the boys outside Secret Corp. They've hacked into the security feed, and oh, the building is full of dicks. He's been copying himself from that arm. Uh, he injects this girl, Polly, who was locked up with Kevin, and she dies. His evil serum is doing a eugenics. Um, outside, the boys see Bobby in the maid show up, and Sam recognizes her and immediately figures it out. Sam goes after Bobby, but he doesn't listen and starts attacking our poor boy Sammy. Uh, but the trauma of doing that knocks him out of the maid, so they withdraw and take her to safety and regroup, also because of all the dicks that they need to figure out what to do about. This is The pacing here is kind of weird. Um, the building's just full of dicks. They want Cass to help them, but he's not in a state to. Bobby wants them to burn his flask. They talk about revenge and then agree, and we have to say goodbye to him for real this time, and it's sad. Um, Castiel has a more lucid conversation with Dean about him helping them and his feelings around being cursed. Uh, Dean convinces him to come along, so we have the return of the Impala as the boys just raid Sucrecorp in broad daylight, uh, just needlessly smashing into their logo, <laughs> damaging our, the poor Listen, baby. Listen, it's not a season finale if they don't crash it's true, the Impala. It's true. But oh wait, it was Meg and the Impala and the boys are already inside. Uh, she takes on the security guards, is what I was talking about earlier, um, while the boys rescue Kevin, um, and then she is attacked by some of Crowley's goons. Kevin tells them they gotta blow up the lab to stop the eugenics, so they confront Dick, and oh yeah, Castiel can see which one is the real one, that's why he came along, so the clone problem is solved, that didn't even go anywhere really. Uh, Dean stabs him with the bone, and nothing happens, uh, and the, the he like reaches out and snaps it. But then he reveals the second bone, and he and Cass tag team the dick, and Dean stabs him in the throat. Uh, it okay. owns. Um, he yep. hurts him, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the dick explodes, it's pretty cool, but, uh, he laughs ominously as he does so, and then Dean and Castiel disappear in the explosion. Uh, Crowley's here and says to Sam that he's here to rule the Leviathans now. Cut to Dean and Cass in a spooky haunted forest, and oh no, they're in monster hell, they're in purgatory. Cass leaves him mysteriously. End of episode and end of season. How's Dean gonna get out of this one? Tune in oh next God. time to find out. Who will help him? Yeah, how's that gonna... <laughs> How are you gonna get out of this one? Okay. Yep. Season seven. Yeah, that was it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody. That was fine. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, all right, I guess that was a season. I guess they... A fine ending to a fine, I guess. We didn't season. see what happened to Meg, huh? We just left her on the cliffhanger with the demons. She'll yeah. be fine. Um... The one downside of the cliffhanger-style endings to seasons is they really don't, like, resolve stuff. We're just like, well, okay, I guess that happened. They're like, don't cancel us, don't cancel us, don't cancel us, yep. please. Yep, yep. And then they Man, what a wild place to cancel a show, though. Just Dean and Cass in Purgatory forever. It would be like the actual fucking... <laughs> it'll be like the end, it would be like the end of season five. Yeah. I mean, but the end of season five is an actual good ending, though. Yes, it is. All right, well, uh, let's talk about this. Woohoo! What is it about Crowley that just makes people flirt with it's him? It's so good! 
He's gay. He's like one of those Sims the- items that has the that gives the flirting. <laughs> yeah, literally this like contract negotiation with Dick that was gay sex. Yeah, literally. Oh yeah, we also get another carry on our wayward son. Carry on my wayward son, and I'm still not sick of the song. It's a good. Yay. It's a good recap. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Dick's like, how do you take it? The crowd is like alcoholic. How do you take it, huh? Um, Crowley's like, to a mutation like me, tired of swimming in hot garbage, are we? Calling back to Dick Roman's very mean comments to him at the start of the season. It's like, didn't mean to offend. Of course you did, says Crowley. And then Crowley just like info dumps to him. He's like, you know, I guess you know everything about this stuff. Like, if he didn't, whatever. Yeah. Dick straight up says, now you're just flirting. Yeah, I think that they mm-hmm. should put Sarah Gamble mm-hmm. in conversion therapy for straight people. <laughs> <laughs> Crowley's like, not easy to kill me, but doable, especially for you lot. You angel, you kill angels. You can certainly rip a demon off the board. And yet here we are negotiating like proper psychopaths. He's like, well, I assume you have a vial of your blood stash somewhere. And in the event of your death, it goes directly to Sam and Dean. See, smart assumption. One can't live on looks alone. Here's my offer. All ears. He offers really in Canada. Canada. How do you feel about this, yeah. Wyatt? Uh... <laughs> Or other demons and leviathans, I think. Demons seem easier to kill. Yeah, by they're literally just, just going to chill with you. Like, they're just going to make uh-huh. deals so that eventually you go to yeah. hell so that hell has more power. Yeah. That's their goal. They're not going to eat you. Whereas America... Yeah, like, whatever. I'm going to hell anyway. United, meaning the United States is off limits because we need America. They're so fat. They're so fat. Oh, God. Rolling my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, um the fake out blood he offers us from one sadly unimpressive demon in New Jersey, uh-huh. which is... <laughs> Yeah, fuck New Jersey. <laughs> of course he's in fucking Jersey. That's really funny. He says, give it to frickin' frack. I don't kiss uh, Crowley's mouth. like, okay. yeah, yeah. No kiss. Crowley says, you're lost. Also, Crowley's like, I would love to see those two digested. No, you literally would not. Those are your you friends. You love them. Those are your friends. <laughs> and then anyway, he pulls out He pulls out his stupid scroll. It's great. It's, it it's got this enormous contract scroll. It's a literally like a cartoon contact scroll. Like this is a Bugs Bunny like prop. Yeah. There was, uh-huh. of course, a Supernatural uh-huh. post to Tumblr about this. Um, that was words in, in order. There was, of course, an old Supernatural Tumblr post about this where it was like give me a list of the reasons you love supernatural or something and then this joke and so, yeah. i could maybe fill one page <laughs> <laughs> mine is one word guess what word castiel yeah you did it see i have three words castiel jack mysterious person i don't know yet destiel gay sex <laughs> <laughs> That's not in the show. Actually, That's why you love the fan fiction. That's different. Okay, four words, technically. Cass, Jack, Eileen, and Romina. Okay. I love evil hot redhead, so what can I say? Speaking of Destiel, apparently Castiel showed up on the Impala naked and covered in bees. Yeah. Dean, that was him asking you out! <laughs> Sounds like, yeah, I'm not really that sorry was, he was that. He was asking to have sex with you. Covered in bees. You literally saw I'd him, turn him naked, down too. and you were like, oh no. I love that they keep no calling this a righteous bone. No wonder he fucking didn't bone. come out to you, Dean. What'd you say, Wyatt? Uh, the 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 righteous bone. I think that's funny. That's so stupid. Stop. Yeah, and um, where did it go? Oh yeah, whatever it is. I think the plan. Whatever the the plan that they're operating under was technically Dean's idea, but he was joking, which is fun because Sam's like, it was a bad joke, good idea. Uh huh. Yeah, the not the nun bones. Yeah, I guess that's what they're yeah. doing here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, of we see they, Bobby they to the looking radio at himself for the one the relevant minute. 
Yeah. That tells them where Dick is. That's fine. It's just stupid. Whatever. That's how radio works on TV. Yep. Uh, we get a brief snippet of the contract negotiation, and Dick's like, you should do this professionally. <laughs> Bitch, he does. Yeah. Probably seriously underestimated Dick's patience. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Dick is, like, genuinely also, enjoying this contract negotiation. Uh-huh. He's it is foreplay. Mm-hmm. Autism. <laughs> um, why is Sam calling Cass Castiel so much? Shrug. That's your fucking friend. He took your, your crazy away from you, bitch. <laughs> anyway, they go talk about some nuns. Yeah. Sister Mary Eunice fed the poor, mm-hmm. became Mother Superior at age 60. Dean's like, sounds political. Power corrupts. <laughs> Let's bone this nun. And Sam makes a Let's face. Let's bone this nun. <laughs> Sam's like, that wasn't funny. Uh, the, the, the signing is finished. Dick makes them get pens and a notary. Make triplicates. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they try to summon Crowley. It doesn't work. Seems like Crowley wants to screw you. He scroll. He'll screw you. Uh huh. Give it a little bit. Then Megan Cash show up. Meg calls him an emo boy. (laughs) He's not an emo boy. I know. He's just hoping because Dean turned him down. Literally, and Dean asks why Cass is doing all this, and Meg says, "Go ask Uh him. He was your boyfriend first. I, honest to God, thought that this was." I've seen this screenshot. I thought it was a deleted scene. I didn't know that she says this in canon out loud uh-huh. for real. I had to pause and scream. Uh... It was they kept this in. Sarah Gamble, I need to shake you so hard. Mm-hmm. It's um there's a term for this. It's not sublimation, but like this is a common thing when there's queer te- queer subtext in a narrative is to like acknowledge it as a joke. Uh I watched Bend It Like Beckham mm-hmm. the other day. That movie's yeah. great, but that movie's full of that. I thought that was an actually gay movie, so it was very disappointing yeah. to watch. Yeah. It's like, well, these two actresses have so much chemistry with each other that we just need to, like, have everyone think they're gay, but actually, haha, that's just the joke, and they're both into the same dude. There's some insane triangulation of desire happening in that movie. Uh-huh. Apparently they wrote that guy into the movie so it would be, cause, so it would be less gay. <laughs> Hello? This is the exact opposite experience of watching Black Swan. I watched Black Swan for the first time, like, last week. Did you guys know there's gay sex in that movie? Yes. Yes, we did. I I did not. Yes. (laughs) Dean literally talks about the lesbian sex. Okay, Dean also talks about lesbian sex when there isn't lesbian sex. Um, he says the words tutu on tutu action. Yeah, that didn't have to actually happen. Anyway, uh, I guess Kaz is being emo because he's listening to Don McLean in the car. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's the song, it's Vincent, right? It's the song about Vincent Van Gogh. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is the song. Um, so he starts by dodging the conversation, of course. He's talking about monkeys. Is it really necessary to test cosmetics on them? How important is lipstick <laughs> to you, Dean? Oh, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Dean's like awkwardly shows up. It's like, so uh, what's the word? And yeah, it brings mm-hmm. up the monkeys. They're so clever, they're sensible, and that they leave the skins of the bananas that they eat. It's like that bit in Superstore where everyone's making fun of Jonah for eating bananas upside down. He's like, it's the way monkeys do it. <laughs> anyway. Um, he's like... They, Cass they, they, identifies they... which nun this bone belonged to by sniffing it? Uh-huh, the fuck? Sister Mary Constant, good choice. <laughs> Whatever. It's Whatever. so funny. I guess bones are related to... Sp- 
souls and spirits because you yeah, know, that's fine. He's an angel. Yeah, no, of course it's like yeah, he's doing an angel thing. It's just so fucking weird. It is weird. I mean, not that's necessarily who he is in a right bad now. way. I just like was startled. No, it's great. It's great. He has this. He has. He has his like cute lopsided smile, and as he as he smells it, he's such a darling. He's so cute. It's like I wanted he to says, observe the flowers and fruit. Flowers come first, obviously. Castiel loves observing fruits. <laughs> Posts that look at gay people. Um, so yeah, he went looking for the prophet, and yeah, it was like, uh-oh, all the garrison is dead. Ripped to Anias, I guess. And I was like, I don't want to fight. They took him. He's alive. I felt such responsibility, but it's in your hands now. Yeah, he feels much better I, I feel much better. Because will deal with it. Uh-huh. Crowley shows up just at the right time, and he's like, this is an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, which is really fun. He's like, wow, the Winchesters uh -huh. and Meg and Cass, who's supposed to be yep. dead. He's having such a good time. Stay, won't you? There's really nowhere to run. They had such a bad breakup. Uh-huh. <laughs> Carly goes, why aren't you dead? Cass says, I don't know. He says, do you want to be? Because I can help with that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, when we last spoke, you, well, enslaved me. I'm confused. Why aren't you dead? The one angel I most want to crush between my teeth. Oh, you have a crush on him, do you? Uh-huh. It's like, oh, you can crush angels now, huh? It's like, you bore me, you know? You have no sense of poetry. Now what do you have to say for yourself? Castiel says, well, I'm still uh, honing my communication strategy. Yeah. Crowley's He's like, so what funny. are you talking about? He goes, I'm preferring insects to angels, I guess. He's like, I just said that. Yeah. Like, There's no insects in heaven. Here we have trillions, you know, they're making honey and silk and miracles, really. He's so cute. And then he gives him a little bag of honey that he, like a Ziploc bag. Yeah. He collected honey. it himself. I collected it myself. Just like me in Minecraft. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you give eights little jars of honey in in Minecraft as a show of affection? Yeah, I put them in their chest. Can you put uh, them in jars? Yeah, That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, you put them in glass bottles. Okay. Well, now I have to do that. Okay. This is where Crowley is like, well, I'm vexed. I'd like to do both, but where's the fun in clobbering a ball of wet fur? Text me when Sparkles here retrieves his marbles. Yeah, a prezi. A prezi. And he gives them his blood. A prezi. <laughs> Just boxed up and ready to go. I'm a model of efficiency. Yeah. And this is, again, like, there's literally no reason. He's just fucking with them. Yeah. So, like, the contract, the whole contract thing was for nothing. Like. They didn't kiss on the lips. Right. Right. Yeah, they didn't kiss. Dick's an idiot. He should have kissed Crowley. Him. Yeah. Dick, your homophobia got it's in true. the way. It, it was your downfall. Crowley's not beholden to fucking it's shit. Stupid. This is it's so, just a so fucking signature on a piece of paper. No, it's literally it's fine. Whatever. Like it's written. It's it's written to work in the moment because we're like, oh no, like did Crowley betray them again? But like it's in hindsight, it's so obvious. It's just stupid. and like the hey, reveal hey guys, at the end doesn't make any sense. It's, hey, <sighs> hey guys, did you know that the boys need cast to get Dick? Uh huh. <laughs> yep. There's just like there's no I guess in previous there there often isn't tension in the end of the end of seasons because like we know that like things are gonna be okay. But like at least with last season we're like, oh no, Castiel, he's evil now and like he's full of Leviathans and he's gonna explode. That's sad. But like I, we get the gotcha at the end with them being sent to purgatory, but other than that, like everything just works, like nothing goes wrong, like I guess like Crowley's well, in charge is now. Pretty big going wrong. Well, no, but like I mean, leading up to the final moment, it's just like the reasons why. It's kind of like 
Yeah, no, okay, the plan this is, works this is too why easily. It, this is why it talks about tabletop games again. This feels like, oh, the players just rolled so good that there's, like, no tension in anything anymore. So I'm just going to do a gotcha in the end. I'm just going to make rocks fall. I'm just going to have you win so hard that you get teleported to hell. And also, <laughs> oh, yeah, your friend betrayed you now and is in charge of the bad guys. Haha. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't really come of... It doesn't really come of the action. It's just like a haha surprise at the very end in a way that's like you kind of just watch everything work until like nothing. There's no like it's foreshadowing like a- the bad stuff. Like there was nothing hinting towards the fact that Dick dying would send them to purgatory. Sorry, Ash. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's like a deus ex machina. Yeah, but, like, it's a reverse deus ex machina. And it sucks. Yeah. That's fine. Like, it's okay to have, like, things happen by coincidence, but, like, make things connect. Because otherwise it doesn't tell, like, a cohesive story. Yeah. Yeah, and there's all these little things that, like, yeah, okay, we see the arm. Like, oh no, he's cloned himself. And we have the girl, Polly, who, like... I thought that something more was going to matter with her. Like, it doesn't even, they don't even talk about why they put her in with Kevin. And it's like, put on the weird dress. Surely you have more than one empty room. Like, I guess the entire reason was to get the bobby pin in there so he could break out. But then, like, he breaks out. All, the only thing, the only reason this is here is so we can get the bobby pin and break out and overhear them talking about how they're going to eugenics everyone. So he can tell Sam that later so they know that they have to blow up the lab. But they don't even blow up the lab. Like, the, like Crowley just takes control before any of that even happens. Yeah, they don't even have to. Like, Also, why did they have to take Polly's clothes off? Uh, Literally, yeah. what the hell was that for? Yeah. You can see that she's skinny. She's wearing a, yeah. a, a slip. It's bad. Yeah, we skipped that in the thing, but when they bring Polly in, they're like, take off the dress that we made you put on specifically for this thing. Because it's easy to take off, I guess. And then he's like, look at her. She's so skinny. And then he stabs her with the goop. Also, they're this is stupid, but they're like they're eugenicsing to the point of like weeding out people with high IQ. First of all, IQ doesn't exist. Second of all, how? Literally, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, like the the list of things, um, of traits that are being targeted by this creamer for eugenics is like people of high IQ and uh, fast metabolism or something. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so, so skinny people is the idea, and uh-huh. what's the other stuff? There was four. What about traits. people who don't oh, use like screamers? Anemia, maybe. Uh, ver- low body mass, vertically challenged, hemophilia, IQ sub one fifty. No, over one fifty. Oh, sorry, IQ. Yeah, over he's trying 150. to kill. He's trying to kill smart people. He's doing a reverse eugenics in that case. Well, they they do the stupid like like twenty twelve era PC language, vertically challenged, rolling my eyes. Why do you want to kill short people? There's not enough meat on them. Because there's because there's less of them. I guess. They want tall yeah, it's, it's people dumb. with high body mass, good blood, and who are dumb. Yeah. You guys are already making everybody. Oh, they're adding dumb. it to multivitamins, vitamins also. So I guess that'll hit the people who don't mm-hmm. use creamer. It's like you are already making people dumb. Why do you have to take care of all the smart people? I don't people? know. You're already making them addicted yeah. to food, it's... presumably to make them gain weight. Why are you trying to get rid of the skinny yeah, people? Yeah, it doesn't. Like you can just you can just eat them. Yeah, just eat them. Like you're wasting so much food. 
Edgar was literally like, there's only seven billion of them yesterday. Like, just eat them. Or like, let the vampires eat the skinny people. They don't worry about it. They're trying to, they're trying to do a eugenics. They're trying to get rid of them so they can make the ones with the traits that they want have more babies. Well, then round up the ones you don't want and have them as an appetizer. Yeah. It's, it's just wasteful. I mean, there aren't that many of them, like the Leviathans, so it's probably quicker to do this. Like, they don't want to eat. It's like, like you know, why eat a McDonald's when you can eat at a Michelin restaurant or whatever? Like, it's, I think it's more like, like McDonald's. you know how restaurants, not restaurants, like grocery stores, like throw out the ugly shaped fruits uh-huh. or donate them sometimes, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, most of the yeah, time they throw them out because it's out too much work for them to donate them. Yeah, I guess that. I mean, it's it it is in line with like the evil capitalist thing. Yeah, I'm not mad but... that there's a eugenics plotline. I think it fits with the rest of it. It's just like not well thought through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does anything even happen between now and the scene we're talking about? I'm like, we skipped ahead, but also like. Uh, they say that the sushi is made of fresh organ orphan. Well, that's also in this scene. Yeah. Um. There's the Bobby scene of like <laughs> there's a the one second bit free. where Dick's like, "Do I look like a fool?" And Susan goes, "Not in that particular body, no." <laughs> uh, do Sam and Dean talk about anything when they do the ritual? Yeah, they're like, "Oh, is Crowley double no. crossing?" They're us? like, "Is Crowley double crossing?" We already know the answer to that. Yeah. The, the only thing is that it's like very anticlimactic when they prepare the bone. Yeah. Because like nothing happens. They're like, oh, oh I but guess this maybe. is <laughs> right. This is where Cash shows up to give them a sandwich though, and he's like. Went to a little farm in Normandy for the wheat and the lettuce and tomato and thoroughly examined and comforted the pig before I slaughtered it for the ham. Yeah. Indeed's just like, thanks, Cass. He gave him a little sandwich. You were complaining about the sandwiches sandwich. and now you uh-huh. get a sandwich, okay? Says, please, accept this they sandwich as a gesture of solidarity. <laughs> accept this sandwich as a gesture of solidarity is a great line. He's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, they make Kevin eat the sandwich but he's like i'm a vegan or the burger or whatever um yeah the fresh orphan sushi this is then the eugenics stuff they talk about um they're buying fertility clinics oh they did say that um the leviathans are um infiltrating law enforcement starting with 911 so if you call the cops uh-huh. then you're just gonna get leviathan which is great that's that is pretty good mm-hmm. and there's like, like a regional scary, approach going like... on oh go ahead yeah, they've split America up into different. Yeah, like, like it's good. Like I do like this stuff, but like it just kind of ends. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess it'll yeah. be. I guess they'll still be around with Crowley in the next season. I don't even know. I don't even remember actually. Um, they kill Polly. I remember like two things from season eight, and it's specifically because I looked them up. Uh, this is where the Sam confronting Bobby. How do we feel about this? Let me refresh my mind. The, the when when scene. Sam goes after Bobby and is like, "What are you doing?" and then Bobby attacks him. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Where? Yeah, I think it's karma for when Sam tried to kill Bobby for that um, <laughs> patricide spell. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Damn, you that's go. a callback. That was like season Listen, when six. When you establish that your love language is acts of violence, sometimes yeah. your loved ones try to kill you. It's just part of part of being a Winchester. True. I do like that Bobby sees himself doing it in the mirror, and that's what makes him stop. Yeah. And he's just like, no! But uh, yeah, this is the second time where it's just like we just dealt with the made off screen. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, also, um, yeah. The, the, what is the words I'm looking for? Okay. Also, um, Bobby trying to kill Sam and Sam being like, "No, stop, Bobby." Um, very much like when John 
was possessed by Azazel and was trying to kill Dean. Yeah. <laughs> I love when your yeah. dad tries to kill you in this show. Love when your dad tries to kill you. Yeah, it's the kill your dad show and the dad tries to kill you mm-hmm. show. Yep. Um, so yeah, I guess they had to come back also because they had to tell them that it, the building's full of dicks and now Castiel needs to help them see the right dick. Yeah, Cass does not want to do this. Cass is like, let's talk about getting a cat. Uh-huh. Give him a cat. There aren't enough species in this Give room. Give him a fucking cat. Dean says, like, don't, you don't get to make me a sandwich. Don't get a damn cat. Nobody cares that you're broken, Cass. Clean up your mess. Oof. That is so fucking mean. And Cass is like, we should play Twister. He's hitting on him. Uh-huh. Yeah. He oh, zoops off um, to go on get that Twister. Note, right after Cass says his cat line, Dean goes, you got anything to say on the topic of dicks? Uh-huh. I hate this fucking episode. <laughs> Gotta get him out of there. Um, why does Meg refer about... Well, he's not gonna say anything about dicks now, Dean. You scared him back into the yeah. Why? 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 Why does Meg call Cass the Empire's only hope? The Empire? Cause... You guys are the Empire? Wait. I have no idea. Right? Wait, like, that line doesn't make any sense. Sarah Gamble, have you seen Star Wars? To be honest. Oh yeah, weird. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a weird line. <laughs> Yeah. Why the hell are, are you guys the Empire? Like, Empires aren't good things. It's also not how the yeah goes. Like, it's just it's wrong. It's just wrong. All around. Weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's because she's the demon. She roots for the Empire. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Meg continues to yeah. have the best dialogue where she goes, Gold Star, Sugar Pants, Too Bad He's Fruit Loops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there, there's no real words in that sentence, Meg. <laughs> And uh, goodbye, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby shows up and says, you should have killed me. Yeah, bye, Bobby. So this is the real end of Bobby, huh? Yeah. Seems like it. Bash. I don't remember. Okay. I'm going to cheat. I'm peeking. I was kind of tempted to peek, too. I know there's at least one future episode he shows up. Oh, yeah, no, just... Okay. That's fine. I have the answer now. (laughs) Okay. This is the problem with this stupid show. It's like, I want to mourn Bobby. Just let me mourn him. Let me know. Like, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, okay, is he actually gone, though, or is he to come back again? I don't know whether I can mourn him or not. I don't know. I mean, my reaction made it pretty obvious he's going to at least appear again, but it might just uh-huh. be, like, memor- might just be like as, flashbacks. like, he's in heaven. Like, they go to yeah, heaven. Yeah, like, like, I don't know. I don't... Yeah. He's... Yeah. We will see, um... Fucking, what's his name? We will see Jim Beaver again, but I don't know in yeah. what capacity is the point. It's like, here's running into you guys on the other side, only not too soon, all right? Yeah. Like, it's good. It's effective. Jim Beaver's a good actor. He has a little smile. Mm-hmm. They do an interesting thing where, like, we don't watch him die. We just watch the boys watch him die, like, as yeah. the flash yeah. melts. And that's pretty good. There's some good acting on their faces. Oh, that hurted. Like, yeah, that it's sad. Hurted. It's hard to talk about because it's just, like... We just, you know, watch the scene. Like, there's nothing to analyze in the scene. It's just the boys looking sad, and it's sad. Like, yeah. goodbye, it's a really Bobby. It's good choice to show only them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so right we knew this that, needed to happen. Sorry to, to shift the tone completely, but Bobby's like, um, he says that going vengeful is like an itch, and so he says, look, I'm done. Go get dick, but don't do it because you think uh-huh. it'll scratch the itch. <laughs> yeah. You can't do this mm. in season seven. <laughs> You can't have an insightful death speech while you're being like, go get dick. Uh-huh. Um, the trivia page on the, sorry, the trivia section on the wiki page says that there, before the official announcement, there were rumors that this episode would be called Get Dick, but that is not true. <laughs> okay. 
Um, Can you fucking imagine? No. <sighs> I can't imagine what Tumblr, SBN Tumblr was like at that time when those rumors were going around. Anyway. I'm gonna say about, I was gonna say a thing about Bobby and now it's just completely gone from Sorry. my head after that. Wow, just like Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess like the the thing that sort of bothers me again of uh, this episode being kind of frictionless is like, yeah, Bobby's sad. It's sad that Bobby's gone, but all the conflict in this is like internal. There's nothing like the 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 everything was building up to the emotional moment and not anything actually going wrong. Like, they stopped the bad thing from happening, like, Bobby attacks him, but, like, it's fine, and now they have to say goodbye, and, like, that's sad. But it's just sad, like, it's just, like, the emotional th problems of having to say goodbye. Bobby doesn't actually wreck things for them in to any degree. It's not like them having to, like, pull out is, is a bad thing at all. It's not like he gets them seen, or, like, security is raised because of this. It's just like, well, now they have to say goodbye to Bobby, because it's the end of the show. Like, the emotional stuff between the characters is completely divorced from the actual action of the plot in a way that the show didn't used to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, like, John died in season two, episode one. Like, dying in a season premiere is a bold move. This is like, yeah, of course uh -huh. he's gonna die now. It's the finale. Yeah. And, like, John dying was, like, quite significant because it's like, oh, no, he did the demon deal, like... That's going to cause all mm -hmm. sorts of problems. It's literally like the one of the foundational yeah. things of the show that causes everything else in the future. Um, so uh, Castiel watches this happen. Uh, and this is where we get Dean and talking to him. Uh, Dean's like, Cass, I need a wingman. Uh-huh. Kind of insensitive. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> and yeah, we see that. We, it's the, the Impala. It's back. Yay. Um, Cass says, if we attack Dick and die, uh, sorry, and fail, you and Sam die heroically, right? At best, I die trying to fix my own stupid mistake. Yeah. Or I don't die, I'm brought back again. I see now it's a punishment resurrection. It's worse every time. It's worse time. every time. This oh is fascinating. God. This is good. Like, <sighs> I wish this was true. I mean, I guess it kind of is based on where the show ends. But, like, here's the show recognizes the fact that, like, yeah, we should have ended in season five. <laughs> They just keep trying. I, I I always love it when an immortal is like this fucking uh -huh. sucks. Yeah. I love it. I love it when suicidal immortals can't. It's like die. I'm not good luck, Dean. And Dean Dean's says, like bottom of the ninth. You're I'd the only guy left on the bench. Cursed or not? Woo. Uh huh. Cursed or not? We're all cursed. I seem like good luck to you. And Cass gives him a meow meow look. Yeah, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I detect a note of forgiveness. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm probably going to die tomorrow, so. <laughs> oh my god, they're friends again. Hmm. Hmm. Is he giving, is he giving Castiel's last night on Earth speech? <laughs> yeah. For real. He's like, 5-4 didn't really work out for me. I mean, 5-3. Let me, let me try uh. again. Anyway, then yeah, the Impala, uh, born to be wild, slams into... Get your motor running, head on the highway. <laughs> good it's, it's good fun. it's a good song to play for the finale <laughs> looking for adventure there's like dramatic like close-ups on the impala because we're supposed to be like cheering and clapping and throwing up that the impala is uh -huh. back i was listen i marked I out for the impala so... i was like okay it's a car <laughs> yeah after like a cup up there a couple of those zoom shots okay fine whatever like that's baby 
after like the sixth or seventh though, I was like, can we stop, please? You've shown me the headlight like three times. <laughs> exactly. Like you didn't I... even give us treatment to cats showing back up. See, the thing I'm mad about is they didn't even get to the part where it goes, born to be wild. Okay, I was also like, mad about that. Just keep playing the song. They should have done the thing that would have made me mark out is like the music cuts. They slam into the sign. There's like a beat and then the chorus picks up. Why didn't they do that? It's right there. You just literally. left it on the ground. Did yeah. they not want to pay for the more okay, of the I'm song? I'm like, literally about to make it a What is wrong with now? you? Just keep playing the song. It's the finale. Anyway, May comes out. Yeah. Why I will make this a dream of reality for you. <laughs> Like, I get they need to go into sneaky mode, but they could at least kept playing it while Meg was getting shot at. And why is she just walking? Why didn't they give her a gun? Like, I know they need to use guns the... Guns work on Leviathan. Yeah, I know, but it still would help. Only as much as their guns are helping them. <sighs> Whatever. The yeah, she literally brought cooler. a knife to a gunfight, though. So, like... She brought soap. She does look really hot, covered in black really blood as she cuts off their heads. She does. She really does. Like... Like, it is pretty iconic. And then she goes, later, ho nuggets. Uh (laughs) She does do that. It's so stupid. (laughs) This show is bad, you guys. So yeah, the boys sneak through, um, looking for the right dick. Uh, Then Meg gets her ass kicked by Crowley's demons. Isn't that what we're all doing in life? There's, uh-huh. like, this one shot specifically where, like, Dean and Cass are in a hallway. Cass does, like, a little peek to check if it's the right dick and, like, gives them a little head shake. Um, where they're, I don't, I don't, they're literally just looking at each other, but it's one of, like, the iconic, like, people will use this for their headers shots because uh-huh. it's just the two of them looking at each other. Like, there's, like, just a wall behind them. So yep. it's a nice clean shot. Mm-hmm, that's good. Eye sex was a very popular um, uh-huh. thing in the fandom. Um, Sam goes and rescues Kevin. Kevin's like the creamer. We cut to Dick, who's like, this is going to be the slickest little genocide in history, and drinks the creamer for no reason. (laughs) Gotta make sure it tastes good. Like, I smell promotion to the scientist who invented this, I guess. Um, and they kill Dick. Well, first they kill the guy he was talking to. He turns around and he's like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. (laughs) I like that. Castiel just kind of grabs the back of his head so, so Dean can stab him. He's like, I got you, bro. They literally tag-teamed this guy. Yeah. They tag-teamed the dick. Yep. That's what Wyatt said, yeah. That's the joke that I made. Oh, I didn't No, that was back in the synopsis. Oh, wait. No, yeah, okay, I remember now. <laughs> Sorry to be unfunny and unoriginal. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Dean stabs him, Dick pulls it out and snaps in too so that the audience goes oh no did Crowley betray them but then yeah. Cass just grabs him so Dean can stab him again like okay yeah we talked about this yeah we we definitely did I, we're just now up to it so yeah but I figured we'd and have to catch you off to, like, guard you didn't though you already pulse. stabbed him I don't know why he's laughing like this like he's like I I don't know he doesn't seem like the type of villain that like I mean I guess he's happy that he gets to get his revenge on them but like he did all this, and his plans are ruined now. Like, why is he laughing? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I think it is just because it's like, haha, you defeated me, but at what cost? Oh, I guess Crowley isn't ruling the Leviathans. I guess he's just going to use his demon army to kill them all and now take charge of their operations. Yeah, something. I yeah. don't even know. Because it's like, the, the demons can't possess the Leviathans' yeah. bodies. So how are you going to take over the whole operation? No, like, I don't think he's trying to take over because like, he says a thousand people are just going to disappear. Because yeah, now that 
they don't have a leader and they've only ever had that one leader, then they're, they're going to be kind of a mess. And Crowley says, without mm. a master plan, they're just another monster. Hard to stomp, but you love a challenge. Your job is to keep oh, them I guess organizing. The thing he... So Sam and Crowley are both just going to, like, pick them down, I guess. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so this didn't even go anywhere at all, even. <sighs> yeah, they're probably going to pick it up in the, f- like, in, like, the first five minutes of the next episode. I guess. But anyway, Crowley that, kidnaps like, Kevin. I doubt it. Which is really funny. He's yeah. like, listen, I've earned a little profit. <laughs> Haha, puns. He's like, I didn't even betray you guys, not even a little bit. And then uh, then they get sent to purgatory. They do, sickos. Yep. And Cass leaves Cass him. Leaves. Why would Cass leave? He leaves him. Why would Cass leave him all alone in purgatory with all these weird creatures with shitty LED yeah, eyes? <laughs> He's like surrounded by monsters and Cass disappeared. I hope Cass is okay. Yeah, what's the deal with Cass this season? <laughs> we're not, me and Emma, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to be normal we have, about season. Okay. We've written many thousands um, of words about purgatory. Ah, um, all right. And the what what happens in purgatory. Um, so I've never seen the season before, but and I what do happens know after that? that there's gay sex in this purgatory. Okay. <laughs> well. Yeah, basically. Anyway, that's it, guys. Why you will understand. Okay. Just wait. You will meet Benny and you will understand. I like the red eyes of the monsters watching them. I like their shape. Yeah. I do think that the LED thing is really yeah. funny. But I like the little, the tiny, like, little shape that you can get of them is yeah. pretty cool. Even though most of the monsters in Supernatural are people-shaped, and these are not people-shaped. They're not anything-shaped. I don't know exactly what they are, but... Yep. Well... Yep. That was season seven. That was the Sarah Gamble era. She did her best. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. She made a television show. She sure did. I don't know. I like Sarah Gamble. Like deaths of black men. It's really hard. An uptick of shirtless cast because Jeremy Carver has a thing. Okay. So true. I don't envy the task of picking up a show that basically ended. I mean, like, well, time to keep going. Like, yeah. like the goal yeah. of the show, like, there's no longer a goal. The goal is to just keep producing. And so, like, it's really mm-hmm. hard to have anything come of that. Like, you can have good stuff individually, but, like, this didn't really build to anything except for, like, more emotional troubles to generate more stories. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, they just like- win. Like, on to the next problem. Yeah. Yeah, and we talk about this all the time in the fandom, is, like, everything, like, post-season five is just, like, something else yeah. spinning out of control as yeah, a result Yeah, it's kicking the can down the road. Season five. Just keep kicking yeah. that can until it's, like, beat up and unrecognizable as a can. Yep. And then you impale the can on a piece of yeah. rebar in a barn. <laughs> we're not even... And that's how you make We're stories. not... We're, like, halfway done. Yeah. Not even. Yep, well, almost. in the middle of season eight, we'll be halfway done. Mm-hmm. We still have an entire other half of the show to watch. I, it feels like it goes by so fast. <sighs> like, for me, it feels like the, the rest of the show is going to be no time at all. Well. Even though I know that's, like, empirically untrue. Yeah, that's not untrue. going to be true. This, it's just such a blur yeah. to me that I'm like, what is even left? <laughs> no, I have so much that I don't know. So I'm excited to find out all those other things. Like, this is episode 149 mm-hmm. total um, out of, of course, 327. So we're getting very close to the halfway mark. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, so there's a demon in this episode played by Brendan Penny, who was the guy who played Steve back in Scarecrow, the guy and the couple that Dean and Sam saved from the titular Scarecrow. Uh, he was also Kevin O'Brien in Chesapeake Shores, which, and that means he's presumably related to the character that Emily's actor from the previous episode played in that. That's interesting. Cause Vancouver has her character actors. was named like Jess O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, and that's my actor facts. And I guess that's us done. Um, yeah. Season, season seven, uh, tune in next okay. time for Let me find the season eight. Uh, we're going to take our usual break. Uh, sorry also for all the biweekly episode uploads. Um, you know, it's been rough out there. I said this last mm -hmm. time and I also said last time that it probably wouldn't keep being that, but then it did become that again. So, you know, um, okay. So next up, uh, season eight episodes, one and two Ooh, uh we need to talk about kevin oh, God, and I know what the next one is <sighs> what's up tiger mom oh no <sighs> great well I look forward to that yeah until next time um you know we're going to purgatory yep. bitches we're running from the monsters in the dark forest ah 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 <laughs> having gay sex apparently ah <laughs> <laughs> The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.